0: Welcome to another episode of the Breakdown Walls freaking podcast. Um it's not actually called that, it's just called the Breakdown Walls Podcast, but I I um threw in some never mind, it doesn't sound right no matter how I say it. Um <laughs> I am Brandon Cole alongside the wonderful Stirlock. Hi.
1: And Thanks. <laughs>
0: um, and we are here to talk about games. Again. So, yeah, games. Welcome to that. <laughs> we may very well have a uh, guest appearance by Angel Bob during this podcast as he has decided to be very rowdy today, but that's. that's oh, fine. Bob. He does that sometimes. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so this week uh, I have a few things that I want to go over. Um, I, I, I want to I stress, I want to take introductory time to stress, this is not, by any means, a PlayStation-centric podcast, <laughs> however, <laughs> I swear <laughs> to you, there's just no news coming out of Xbox right now. No, there really isn't. But there is news coming out of PlayStation right a now. A lot of news. <laughs> so, we're going to go over some of that. Um, and also, in the accessibility news, we have something for that, I have something for that, so gonna, if you have anything, of course, we can add on to any of those segments. Um, But I definitely have something for that.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, I probably have a couple
1: little quick things. All
0: right. And then we have an interview, by the way, I forgot to mention at the top of the show. We are proud partners of the Gamer Fuel Studios Network. And as such, we have an interview with one of the co-founders of said network, Marcus Axford, on the show to close out things. Uh, But first, let's go ahead and dive right in. No voice message this week, by the way. But uh, let's dive right in to our first segment, the big, the PlayStation-y. Gaming news. Indeed. Okay, then welcome everyone to gaming news—the segment where we talk about PlayStation. <laughs> 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 <I'm> just, <laughs> you know, the, the, I have Lots of I, I don't of know exactly what I'm going to name this episode yet, but it's definitely going to be something like that, like, <laughs> like uh, episode fourteen or fifteen. I swear we're not a PlayStation podcast.
1: <laughs> <Break> down PlayStation.
0: <laughs> Break down very specific PlayStation walls. No. Um, all right. So, gaming news is all PlayStation this week, at least for me. Um, but here we go. And there's Bob. Here we go. Hi, Bob. So, top story. Top story. Undeniably the top story. No! Bob is the top story. <laughs> That's That was the top story right there. I hope you enjoyed it. Um... <laughs> So, top story is uh, PlayStation has gone ahead and revealed a really surprising amount of information about the PS5 uh, in a recent uh, couple of articles. There was one, there was a blog post on PlayStation blog, and there was a Wired article um, about this. And there's a lot of details in this. There's a lot of details. Um, for instance. The controller is probably what got detailed the most.
1: That and uh, the controller sounds awesome, actually.
0: It, it does. It, it does, and I and I like the innovations here. I, I would like to to actually, you know, see them at play. I, I you know, I'm, I'm a little curious. I feel like you can't. it's gonna. Yeah, be, I, but, I don't know. But but like for example, one of the new aspects of the controller are resistance triggers where developers can actually increase the resistance on the triggers to try to simulate difficult tasks. Like the example that they gave on, uh, on the uh, article was drawing a bow. Like when you're pulling back a bowstring, the resistance increases as you keep pulling back. So it could increase on the trigger as you try to press the trigger. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if anyone's ever fired an actual bow... It's not easy. It's not easy. But that that said, I don't think they're going to make a controller simulate exactly how difficult it is. <laughs> no. So, I mean, you would break a pre- your
1: finger if, right, uh, if right, we were going right. to one to one scale.
0: Break, you break your finger or the trigger on the controller. I don't know which, but you break something. Um, but it's yeah, it's not easy to do. So I'm, I'm curious to what level they actually take this. Like, if it's just kind of light resistance just, just to say, hey, there's resistance in this thing that you're doing. Or it, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's more than I expect, but it's probably not going to be that much.
1: Better. My my immediate concern when it came to that is, oh man, I hope they add a way to disable that for the games that that use it because that's a that's a problem for people with with Early certain motor impairments.
0: impairments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I imagine it's probably disableable. I mean, look, even even today, vibration is disableable on on controllers, so I imagine yeah. you can probably mess around with controller settings and turn that off. Mm-hmm. I would hope. But yeah, you're yeah. right. That's, that's a good that's a good call. That's definitely a good call. Um, speaking of vibration, though, another aspect of the controller is not vibration. Nope. They're doing, doing away with the typical DualShock configuration and they're going with haptic feedback in the same way that it exists already in, for instance, uh, Joy-Cons on the Nintendo Switch and iPhones. You know, as ex- examples of, of the type of feedback they're going to be using. Yep. So the idea behind that. Is you're supposed to be able to feel things on a larger scale. And I've I've heard mixed reports on like the Joy-Cons. I, I honestly, quite honestly, I haven't used the Joy-Cons very much.
1: HD Rumble on the Switch is neat. I I, will see, say. I haven't
0: really used it. Like even 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 though I I play Smash on the Switch, but even when I do that, I use the Pro Controller. Yeah. So I don't get the HD Rumble effect on that.
1: And they do use it a bit in Smash. Um you can really tell, especially When, um, you beat Masters slash Crazy Hand. Yeah. Um, the, the HD rumble is pretty well synced up with, like, the explosions and stuff. Yeah, and the rumble you get... It's pretty
0: cool. The rumble you get in the Pro Controller is pretty well synced up, too. But I just didn't think it was anything special, either. So I'm guessing it's probably better in the Joy-Cons than it is... It's,
1: um... It's also really well. Um, I don't know how how widely used HD Rumble is, but I know it's used to really neat effect. I haven't seen it myself because I don't own the game, but I know it's uh, used in a couple of one two switch games.
0: Okay, okay. There's
1: a there's a game where you have to like shake a box and you have to guess how many like balls are in the box. Oh it's... wow!
0: If they mm-hmm. could. If they can pull that off, with oh my goodness, yeah, to, make, to be able to make an educated guess based on the rumble,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: holy cow, yep, that's got to be good.
1: I don't, I don't think it's really used all that widely. Like I said, because
0: I heard one example where apparently you can like there, there's some I don't know if it was like on one two switch or if in like a tech demo or something like that. But one example I heard about HD rumble was uh. That you can like there's a there's a a glass that you can shake and you can feel the ice tinkling in the yes. glass as you i yeah. believe that's one to switch as well yeah i'm okay. not sure
1: but i i heard about that too
0: yeah that's that's it's it's pretty impressive i just i haven't really witnessed it in action you know so it's it's hard to to kind of acknowledge this stuff when you haven't seen that technology for yourself i've i've you know I basically have no experience with HD Rumble at all. I just don't use the Joy-Cons. I use the Pro controller all the time. Yeah. So I have no experience with that kind of Rumble technology. And the things they're talking about sound to me like they're insane. Like, the things they're talking about with this, this PS4, VS5, sorry, PS5 controller are like, when you're walking through sand, you'll be able to feel you, the you crunch can feel... of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sand or snow, you know, like, and maybe those two things will feel differently as you walk through them. It, wow. <laughs> they even they even
1: mentioned like if you're like playing a driving game, I think. Um Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you're driving along and one tire's on dirt and one tire's on like, you know.
0: On the, on pavement, the concrete.
1: Yeah. You'll be able to feel the difference yeah. in the
0: vibrations. Yeah. Like that's crazy. I mean that's that sounds insane, but if if if, if rumble like this is as good as what you're saying, then Maybe <laughs> I can't imagine it, but and that maybe. could add
1: to some interesting accessibility possibilities too. Yeah, it if could they, if they do it right.
0: If you want to keep us on a you know a paved track, that's that's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if our left tire starts to go over in the dirt, we'll know it and we can correct. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely accessibility possibilities in that. I mean, we we've had you know experience with accessibility through force feedback before. I look look at Madden, you know, but yeah. But this is. This sounds like it might be level. on a whole another level. Yeah, yeah it exactly. could be. It could very well be. I, just, I would. I would just like to try it. <laughs> That's I, all just, I, could
1: say. I. I find it fascinating that like, Sony is clearly trying to one up.
0: <laughs> Hi <laughs> Bob is trying to one-up the podcast.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> Hi Bob.
0: He says hello. Hello. <laughs> hello
1: be heard. McFly. Hello. hello. Okay, so Sony's trying to one up. Sony is trying clearly trying to one up, uh, Microsoft because yeah. of. Come up with all these details. We don't really know anything about the new Xbox.
0: Yeah, we know. Apart from the fact that it exists, we know it exists. And it's going to have solid state. Yeah, and we know some of its specs. Um, Yeah, we know that they both. So they're both using the same, uh, not exactly the same chip, but the same uh, kind of chip, like the same uh, uh, companies. I think it's both AMD, Zen Mm -hmm. two processor. I believe it's called. Um, It's not exactly the same between the two. Uh, there is a rumor that PS5 is using a more powerful one. I don't know if that's true. There's no confirmation of that in this article or anything like that. We won't know until it comes out. We won't know until it comes out, really, yeah. But, regardless, though, I think it is safe to say that, at least in terms of uh, technical specs, both consoles are actually pretty similar. So they have to to identify themselves by other means, I think.
1: I I think it's going to come down to UI and... execution.
0: Yeah, and... Speaking of UI, that's a nice segue. (laughs) Uh Uh, So that's uh, basically the the main controller things. Uh, Real quick, there is a couple of additional controller things. Uh, Longer battery life, they said. Uh, A different and better speaker, which is interesting to me because I, I don't dislike the PS4's controller speaker, believe it or not. I actually think it's pretty good for a tiny speaker.
1: I don't... See, this is a case where... I don't use it because I just use headphones in the controller, so yeah. I don't yeah. get any of the
0: speaker input. Right, right. Because the output routes to just the headphones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. Um, I I personally think it's good. I'm one it, of the very few people that likes uh, controller speaker output in games for some things. Uh, like there's a there's a moment in the Last One where you can uh, find these audio logs that are like tapes, and when you play them, it plays through the controller. And oh, I that think that's me I need, awesome.
1: That reminds me I need to get the free games this month. Yeah, the so. remaster,
0: yeah. Yep. Uh, remasters uh free and MLB 19's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so that's cool. Uh but moving on though to the uh the UI, uh because of Sterlock's segue, move on to the UI. huh. The UI things they have planned sound actually really cool. And I'm 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 wondering exactly I, I kinda wanna break this down and see exactly how it's gonna work, but because I, don't, I, don't, I haven't decided whether it's a good thing or not. But I, I like it on, on principle, I like, I like it on surface level. So the UI for PS5 is gonna be super interactive. Uh, it's gonna show you a bunch of stuff uh, related to the games that you're, you're currently playing. So if there's something happening, if, if there's a, uh, let's say you're playing a multiplayer game, there's a bunch of multiplayer modes you could theoretically start playing. Well, you're not gonna have to go into the game to see those those are going to be available to you right there in the UI. You click on, like, I want to play Call of Duty Blackout, which is a specific mode in Black Ops 4. You click on that, and you're playing Blackout. Boom. I, I,
1: I don't know. I don't know how quite how I feel about that. On the one hand, that sounds cool. But on the other hand, it, it sounds like it could get cumbersome to navigate in
0: a well, way. Well, I, don't, I know. don't know. Maybe it won't, though. I mean, if we're, if we're talking about a, a UI that's going to be accessible, like, if, if narration is fully there then it could yeah, be really great. God,
1: I hope so. I hope so, I hope it I hope
0: is. It but it could be really great. If, 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 they, if, if, they, you know, if we have a fully accessible console, then it could be really great. And I think the, the part that I'm questioning, the part that I want to know more about, is the single-player part. So what they said about single-player games, so multiplayer games, you'll have the, all the game mode options. You can jump right in. That's awesome. Single-player games, they will actually show you, based on your saved game, the missions... You know, in a single-player game, you could theoretically start from where you are in your game. What and the heck? And it will show you the rewards you can get for completing those missions. Now, Whoa. I, I, I want clarification on this. We're not going to get it for a while, but I want clarification yeah. on this. Does that mean that if you click on the mission that it's showing you, does that mean not only does it load the game, but it loads that specific mission? That would be kind of awesome. I'm that would be kind of awesome. <laughs> that would. would be real awesome. But I want to know if that's what it does, because like, think of a game like um, like GTA V. Of course, we're probably talking GTA Six if we're talking about PS Five. But yeah. just just because it's an example I can use, GTA V. Um, that's a game where missions are very dynamic. Like you don't, it's it does the day, the game doesn't go level to level to level to level. Right. You are in a it's big very open world. Yep. To get to your next mission, you typically drive to one of your mission markers, or you find a Uh, what do they call them strangers like strangers and freaks i think they call them like there's there's question mark characters that you can find and they give you missions too so what about a game like that where it's an open world game what if you click on a mission in that game does it drop you just into your save game with a waypoint to that mission or does it actually just whatever i'll just take you there here's the mission Mm -hmm. you know You know, it's it's an interesting idea. I love it in concept, but I, I want I want more clarification on how that's going to work in a game yeah. that's not it's not specifically level to level to level. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's really neat. Um, I think this is the right move in terms of uh, the next generation of UI, especially because by the way, factor all this, couple all this in with the very very low practically non-existent loading times they're claiming for ps5 i
1: i want to see those in action before <laughs> I they make a judgment because i mean i i kind of believe them but at the same time it's just like
0: that that can't be as low as they're saying it is because well i mean i, I don't know To to. To their credit, they have demonstrated it once. They used that Spider-Man port, and they literally showed. Did they? Low. Oh, they, did. They show it. Okay. I didn't, they they literally showed. Okay, so I didn't so see the in in Spider-Man, uh, the PS4 Spider-Man from Insomniac, uh, fast travel takes according to their timer about 16 seconds to load the next area. There's no loading yep. times while you're playing, but it's about 16 seconds to load the next area. Uh, they they ported a section of the game to PS5 so they could show this off, uh, and they fast traveled. And it took zero point eight seconds.
1: <laughs> That's insane. Zero point eight. Could you imagine like something like Soul Caliber Six, which has insanely long load times, and then just take cut those out. Oh
0: Yeah. Just cut them out entirely. You That's pick a great. character and you're in the fight.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. And yes, like I said, please. games
0: games will be designed around this on the PS5, you know? Like you're not gonna get loading screens, there's not gonna be any need for them. So it's gonna do probably some kind of animated transition. Right into the thing that it loaded. You'll never know it even loaded.
1: Yeah. You
0: know. Well, I remember. It's so short. Do you remember
1: the PS One days? And Namco actually. Namco. Um, Namco. Um, they actually trademarked this for a while. Um, but with Tekken in particular, and I don't remember if and Soul, if Soul Blade did it. I don't think they did. Um. But in the loading screens, you could actually play. Uh, I believe it was Galaga. What? Yeah, it would I actually don't load that. Galaga into into the RAM of the PlayStation, and you could play a little bit of Galaga <laughs> while you waited for the game to load.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. I don't yeah. think I ever knew that. Wow, that's 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 awesome.
1: <laughs> with uh, with Tekken One, I believe it was. And I think you know, a couple think other I, games did that.
0: I don't think I ever played Tekken One. I think I started with Tekken Two.
1: Okay, I mean that's a good that's a good starting point. Tekken two is great.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tekken but like yeah. two. But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, Although Tekken three is my jam.
1: That's just yeah. Me. Tekken
0: Tekken three is good. Tekken five is my personal favorite. I mean, just play uh, that uh, volleyball Tekken game with uh, Kuma, and you're you're all set. <laughs> I never bounce that. it off your head. and You're fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I I just. Little, it's very slight tangent, but I remember playing Tekken three in the arcade, uh, and it was one of the first times I'd really ever played Tekken. And uh,
2: it's
1: like I was Kuma, and my my brother was there, and he was like describing all the stuff I was doing with with Kuma, and I yeah. you know I was just doing button mashing, I right, 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 because it's your first time. Yeah, it's like oh, you, but. It was. I was still doing cool stuff like, oh, you ma- you totally mauled that guy. You know? yeah, like, yeah. This looks so cool and like oh, he just that throw was awesome and it was like wow, this is cool. Actually, like, I
0: actually liked Kuma as a character. Like his, his I did great. too. Yeah. That 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 uh, move where he just lift like raises his claw and just whack like yep. down with the oh, that's good. I think I think that dude.
1: was I think that was the move that uh, my brother was describing.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah anyway, load times. <laughs> yeah.
0: Load times. So. So what, I guess what, what I'm trying to point out, though, is, is uh, that you have to couple these things together, okay? So, like, if, if they had this feature on PS4, if they added this to PS4 right now, where if you, you know, you have a whole list of things that are available in the game you're playing, you click on them and it goes to that thing, it would not go over where, very well at all. No. Because of load times. Yep. What I'm, what I'm thinking here, what I'm getting at is, if you couple these things together, the very, very, very low oh, load times.
1: Because of the lack of load times, that's why they're able to do those. That's why. Well, that,
0: it's not. It's not even. It's not necessarily why they're able to do it. They might be able to do it right now. Even if, like if they wanted to, they probably could add. You know, developers would have to support it, but they probably could yeah. do it like a, a server side thing. If they want to do it right now, they probably could. They mm-hmm. already have. They already have certain games show you, like the status of someone. Like if if someone is playing uh, Apex Legends, you can see how many people are left in the match. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's possible probably from a server side. But what I'm saying is this justifies it. The lack of load times yeah. justifies it for the player. To to know that I could click on a mission in my single-player game and be in that game, on that mission, in two seconds?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Or here's another cool possibility. Would it let you go back to previous sections of a game if you wanted to replay something to like show... To show somebody, like, oh, look at this cool part of the game, you know?
0: Yeah, some games and you can could just be. pull it up real quick. I really that'd think that'd be neat too. It could be, and I think I think it could be a thing that some developers could choose to do. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think it's probably up to them. They probably choose what is sent yeah. to the UI. Yeah. So it really depends. You you probably will see that in some games and not others. Like whatever developer thinks about that, like, oh, you know, maybe we should put some previous stuff in there too, in case we want to show that up. You know, it's
1: probably it. Yeah, it's probably just gonna like. Come down to from a UI developer standpoint, just like setting down markers in different places in the code or something. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's it's That's it's cool really though. But it's not even it's not even just that it shows you the uh, the mission. It's not it's not it's just just the mission title or anything. It's also the rewards that you can get for completing that mission. So it's 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 even incentivizing you to do really it this cool. way. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 very interesting. I'm looking,
1: it's this... I'm looking forward to seeing how that works. The PS5. Cause I don't know. I'll, I'll be real. Like, I was not very excited for the for this uh, for gen. What are we in eight? No, I think this the, is eight. PS, 4 so, yeah. Xbox, and Xbox One. I didn't really have a whole a whole lot of hype going into it. I was just like, oh, okay, I like new consoles, whatever.
0: That's because of the. I feel like a lot of that is because of the way PS3 ended, the the the, the previous gen ended, mm-hmm. it ended basically right where this gen started, you know what i mean? Yeah. Like you have uh let's see, at the end of the PS3's life cycle, beyond two souls and the last was one came out. Yeah. And both of those games basically represented the top of PS3's ability. Mhm. And then PS4 comes out and it's just like the launch of PS4 not is is not terrible, but it's it's also not uh, either one of those games. There weren't I'm really saying,
1: killer apps for right, right, right. There were no killer apps. thing.
0: Like there was Killzone Shadowfall for a
1: while. Eh, Killzone Shadowfall
0: no. does not stack up. No. To the Last of Us. Like no, Not P S three games. P S three games at that point were were beating P S four games and of course we've leveled out since then. But we've we, it's just been moving forward. Is that's what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The end of of the previous generation just kind of fell into the to this one. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think that's happening this time around.
1: I feel uh, way more <laughs> hype for the PS5 than the PS4. I feel like it's a bigger jump. Yeah, it's, in, it's a monster techni- jump. In technical specs and just the way technology is moving forward. And,
0: and I know we've talked about audio a lot, but to think, you know... if, the, if Yeah. We're gonna, if oh, man. We, we keep mentioning it, but how can you not mention it? Like, it's, it's going to blow minds. Yeah, if if they pull off what they want to pull off with audio, and it sounds like this go- is going to happen. I mean, it, they,
1: it, they they, sorry, it, oh no, you're good. Um, but it, it feels to me like I mentioned this before, but like how how big the jumps were back in the '90s between console yeah. generations.
0: Yeah, PS1 that's to PS2. That's what this.
1: <laughs> that's what this feels like to me. This kind of this yeah. feels like another one of those
0: leaps forward. Yeah, or like and it's SAS kind of to Yep. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that. Oh, I, I remember
1: being blown away at Mario sixty four. Just like, oh my god, this is oh, crazy. Mario has
0: a voice now. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable! I didn't think it was ever possible.
1: I remember my we rented an N sixty four back before we owned one. Um, back when Mario like just came out, I think it'd been out like a week or two, and, um, you know, my mom owned, owned a video store, and it was you know well known, or well she didn't own it, but she managed it. Um. So we got a bunch of free rentals and stuff. And and that was known in, in the town where we lived at the time. So, you know, my brother had a few friends over because, you know, Mario, oh, we can see, look at Mario 64 and play yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, And no word of a lie, we spent like a half hour mm-hmm. just in that little courtyard before you start <laughs> the game, just messing around with all the, yeah. the stuff you could do. And yeah. I remember being blown away like, "Oh my god, you can climb a tree." That's yeah, because, cool. You can jump from the tree, you know. every like
0: single thing in that game was
1: new. Like yeah.
0: everything was new.
1: Yeah, we um, weren't even doing levels. We were just messing around in the courtyard for half an yeah. hour. <laughs> and that, that's
0: <laughs> and that, that's part of it too, I think, because there weren't experiences on Super Nintendo like that where like you had like a, kind of a not not exactly open world, but kind of a a free roaming platform uh, area in a game like that. Mm-hmm. Even Mario World, you're just basically picking from little tiny areas on a map. But this it is was your- basically it was basically Mario
1: 3, but just 16 bit.
0: Yeah, really. yeah. That's, that's all Mario <laughs> that's World fair. was.
1: That's fair. And and with Yoshi. I and mean, we can't discount Yoshi because I love Yoshi.
0: Yeah, I remember but. to this day my N64, one of my first experiences, hey look, we're going on tangents again. Uh, <laughs> one of my first N64 experiences was my I didn't have one right away. I, I got one eventually but my brother had one. Um, I don't know how he got it. I suspect he might have stolen it. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> so he had his own. He had his own N sixty four, and he had a game called Forsaken. Which oh yeah, I don't. I don't hear much about this game. I don't think it's very well known. So I'm assuming I remember Forsaken. I'm assuming it's not super well known though, because I I never hear anyone talk about this game. There
1: was a there was a bit of hype around it when it came out, but it kind of died off fairly quickly.
0: Okay, well, so so what blew me away with the N sixty four, and this seems like probably a small thing to anyone listening to this podcast but trust me when you're blind this is a big deal um i obviously care a lot about audio and the thing about the forsaken is it did not have a whole lot of voice dialogue but every voice line that it had was for the first time in my life crystal clear yeah if you remember the the days of Super Nintendo, you know some games had voice lines, but it was still compressed. It's it was very, still...
1: it's, it's very muffled, and you could tell. Yeah, and, could... and and a lot of times too, especially if they were ports, um, they would also do a little bit of um, speed
0: up. Yeah, speed up with and the voice down. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Killer Instinct is a good example of that. Killer Instinct, uh, Street Fighter did that a lot. Yeah, but uh, but this game. It, it it struck me so much of the time I, I swear to you i remember uh one of the opening lines that the narrator says when you start start the game the, no kidding this is directly from forsaken it goes the game begins <laughs> um and and for the victor there is honor in the spoils of battle you know? <laughs> i remember that just because it struck me so much i was like Oh my God! This is the clearest thing that's ever come out of this TV where, when we have a game on. Like
1: my yeah, my moment like that was Resident Evil on the on the PlayStation.
0: Oh, the,
1: the oh my time, God! The
0: first time it was just like Resident Evil. Evil. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> whoa! Because we had um a hi Bob. Oh, yes, we had a Bob. We had Bob. Okay, got it.
1: Um, Bob needs to be on the PlayStation. But you had that like original demo disc that had a bunch of stuff like jumping flash and and Resident Evil and yeah a bunch of stuff and there were voice clips and a few of those but like man just the the whole technology of that just blew my mind like yeah, oh, I my mean God it's... such good voices I mean the voice. Yeah acting was terrible but we
0: didn't care we didn't then. care back then because it was voices and they were in games now it's like uh-huh. here here we are we're used to beeps and boops and playstation's like nope <laughs> you're done with those days yep um i actually remember my first playstation experience was a demo disc it was one of the playstation underground demo discs yep and those i just cool. i just like so cool i they were they were really cool and i i remember that i like I couldn't believe my, what I was hearing because it, was, it wasn't just – first of all, there was a lot of demos on each disc. I don't know how they packed so many demos into the disc. Because, they
1: had a lot of interviews too on those Yeah, that's, that's what I was getting at. That's what I was so getting cool. at. So cool.
0: So there was a bunch of demos, and then you had these videos. And I was like, oh my god. This game console is playing a thing that I'm watching. Yep. And, you know – it was amazing to me back then, and they're like there was there's uh i remember there the one of the videos in the one that we had we we got more later, but the one that we had uh, at the start was a video that talked about uh, music composition on PlayStation versus other consoles mm-hmm. because other consoles were still very, very digital and still you know they didn't allow you to use actual instruments because there wasn't enough space for the audio to do it
1: that way, yep,
0: I remember. And, yeah, so they were talking about how it was easier to compose music on PlayStation. You know, for PlayStation games, there, there was a composer talking about it. And then the video, uh, I think it was a different video, but it was it was a demonstration of what DualShock was. And the cool thing was that this video wasn't exactly just a video. They actually coded in DualShock vibrations in the video to demonstrate it.
1: Oh, so that's like so cool. So,
0: yeah, so yeah, you're watching this video like DualShock is a technology where we can make Dude. your controller vibrate like here's an example it was like someone like underwater and the left side of the controller vibrates you know dude could you
1: imagine i wish this this was a thing but could you imagine like watching just movies or something and like on a console and then having like force feedback through the through a controller yeah oh that's kind of like a kind of like a home version of like those 4d yeah yeah
0: take that into the ps5 controller dude
1: oh dude (laughs) How cool would that be? I mean it's not gonna happen, but happen No, it's before. not gonna
0: happen, but but yeah, that's a cool idea. That's a cool idea. Man, we are tangenting the crap out of this show. We are <laughs> that's still us on the stuff. first segment, folks. That's us. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on the first segment. Um super tangent bros. It's, super tangent bros, yeah. So uh I think so pretty much those are th- those are I think the biggest things with the PlayStation five reveal uh announcement thing. Uh blog posts, wire
1: um Oh, you're leaving out one one huge thing, though.
0: Which one which, which one? I probably forgot it.
1: The, the, the name of it.
0: <laughs> oh yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I would like to officially confirm for you, because Sherlock demands it, that I know you had your doubts, but it is in fact <laughs> called the PlayStation Five.
1: I mean, I mean, did yes. anybody doubt?
0: N- literally nobody doubted that it was going to be called the PS Five. <laughs> literally nobody.
1: Now Xbox, on the other hand, we don't know what that's going to be called because they don't do numbering conventions. Yeah, they don't. That's true. that's true. It'll be interesting. I don't.
0: I don't think it's going to be Xbox Two because I just. I don't think that makes sense. Um, so we'll see. Maybe. Maybe it'll just stay Scarlet. You know, it's possible. Although probably, probably, probably,
1: yeah, probably not. But that'd be cool. I like the name Scarlet, but
0: yeah, Yeah, I kind of do too. But I like it more than Xbox Two.
1: I remember I remember when the GameCube was the dolphin.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The GameCube was the dolphin at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that silly GameCube. Yeah. With the monkeys and all. I love anyway. the
1: GameCube. Such a cool underrated system.
0: The, underrated because of the little little tiny details in that GameCube. Like I love that I, I, I didn't find out about this until way later, but I love the Easter egg uh intro things. Where you could yeah, hold where a, if you hold if
1: you hold different combinations of buttons on different, different. controllers. Like, yeah. wasn't there one that had
0: Donkey Kong in the intro or something like that? I don't, know. I don't remember. Um, I thought there was. I, I, remember I remember a monkey
1: sound. I don't know why. A, that's, that's there's what a Japanese sound, like, centric one. There's one
0: where like it was like a bunch of kids laughing. I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember the kids' uh, intro. Yeah, but, but anyway, the GameCube was, was great. Pretty good for a great time. Um, okay, so let's, <laughs> let's look forward <laughs> a little bit. Now, this is still PlayStation centric, but if we're, out, we're out on PS5 now. Uh, because we need to talk about PlayStation Now. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. PlayStation uh, Now, Yes, PlayStation's cloud gaming service has stepped it up a notch, my friends. Um, and I believe, I actually found this out from Usterlock before, yep. before I actually read up on it. Um, but then I, I, I was like, okay, I need to do my research on this. So <laughs> I did. And uh, to start off with, um, PlayStation Five or PlayStation? Oh my God, I can't stop. PlayStation Now has decreased their prices for every type of subscription by half. Yep, which is huge. Uh, for those who don't know, um, because a lot of people doubt this, but it's actually true. PlayStation, uh, PlayStation. Oh my God, I really can't stop saying PlayStation Five. <laughs> PlayStation Now actually already had a pretty decent subscriber base. Believe it or not. People, mm-hmm. everyone hates on cloud gaming when, like, in public. But guess what? PlayStation Now had a subscriber base as of the time this happened of over seven hundred thousand, which for a cloud gaming Ooh, service in this day and age wow. is a lot.
1: That is a lot. Now, I at, at the original price, no less. Yeah, at the original price. Yeah. So I think their numbers are going to skyrocket
0: now. This is this is going to bring people up. Yeah, this is going to bring people into PlayStation Now.
1: I um, honestly. Unsubscribed just because I couldn't justify paying twenty dollars a month. I was like,
0: yeah,
1: I'm on top about everything else. I can't justify it. Like,
0: yeah, but but now you have an opportunity. Now to pay way now less it's like now it's like you know what? I might resubscribe. Yeah, I mean because 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 look, you have what is it now? Over eight? No, sorry, eight hundred. They passed eight hundred. I think wow. last month they passed eight hundred. Eight hundred streamable games. Eight hundred. Yep. And. If that's if that's well but they're streaming. I don't like cloud gaming. Blah. Okay, fine. They also have over 300 games that you can download directly to your PS4. Yeah. You can download all PS4 games on the on the service and you can download uh PS2 to PS4 ports. Uh so basically like, 300 games.
1: And good ones too, like Star Ocean 3.
0: Yeah. But speaking of games, the other part to the uh, PlayStation now giving uh, Game Pass around for its money, uh, essentially, in is, a big way. In a big way is that they have started uh, doing what they're calling marquee games, which are very, very well known, very, very well loved games. That are going to start appearing on the service, but for a limited time. Now, I personally think it's plenty of time. But for instance, okay, so the games that are up there that, that are up there right now, uh, as of this announcement, are God of War. Um, 2018, so huge. I mean, yep. game of the year type huge. Yep. Unch- Uncharted Four. Okay. Huge. Again, huge. That's like one of their <laughs> like marquee franchises. And uh, let's see. Oh my God. Uh,
1: there was another one. Was it Grand
0: Theft Auto Five? Grand Theft Auto Five. That's right. That's right. There's four. There's four of them. I'm not remembering the fourth one. Grand Theft Auto Five is the third one. So again, huge. Like they're taking huge games and putting them up there. Now the caveat is. Those games plus another one that, that we're not remembering is, is only going to be up there for three months. But if you're if you're going to play them, you're going to play them in that three months. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be an issue. You're going to um, be able
1: to beat them and experience them,
0: especially because all of them yeah. because especially because all of them are PS4 games, which means if you're a PlayStation Now subscriber, you can stream them. Yes, but you don't have to. For PS4 games, you can download all four of them and play them. Yep. Directly on your PS4 without any additional charge, except for your yep. subscription, that uh-huh. is monstrous. The, the yeah. whole thing, the price cut, the games themselves—monstrous in terms of PlayStation Now's, uh, you know, power. I mean, I
1: guess. it makes sense because they knew they had to step it up to compete with uh,
0: with Ultimate with, with
1: Black uh, Ultimate. Xbox, yeah,
0: so. yeah, and they it, do. And and the cool thing is.
1: And I honestly like PlayStation Now's selection better than uh, Game Passes.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there's more of it.
1: Then there's a lot the more. About, there's like ten times more. The almost.
0: thing about Game Pass, the difference, the big difference between Game Pass and PlayStation Now is with Game Pass, literally everything is in rotation.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. I'm things go up, honest. things I,
0: go down all the freaking time. I, I I don't like that. I just I yeah. want. I don't
1: that, know.
0: But well, now you'll have you'll have some games. PlayStation Now will be in rotation. The marquee games will be in rotation. So you yeah. have. You'll have big name games every three months or so uh changing uh those. But uh but most other things are not in rotation. But they, they, they keep adding games that aren't in rotation every month along with these. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's only gonna get better, I think. The thing so it's it's really all about what you want. Because it's if you're an Xbox person, uh primary if you like Xbox uh first party and, and second party games, then Game Pass is for you because yeah, you you get just with Game Pass now, just Without any additional charge, you just get them. Mm-hmm. They're on Game Pass, and that's that's a pretty big deal too. That's I think that's their big draw. Yeah. You know. Hey, you can wi- play this
1: this huge game day
0: one. Yeah. Day one, same time at lunch for everyone else who bought it. No, you can just play it. That's fine. <laughs> um, yep. So, like for instance, say what you will about Gears Five. five. We we've definitely had our discussions about Gears Five. Mm-hmm. However, however, if you're on Game Pass, good lord, you can just go get it. That's yep. that's a big deal. It's Gears yep. Five. That's I, that's
1: how I played it. I didn't. I was like, yeah, I wasn't going to pay sixty bucks for it because I yeah. knew that I wasn't going to get my money's worth on that. Yeah, but I had fun messing around with it for a morning.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> I've messed around with it a few times now. I I I don't I, I don't hate it. You know, I do have fun when I when I mess around with it. But I I would still like it to be better. But anyway. Um. But yeah, you know that's still a big deal. It's a big entry in in a franchise that's that's you know an Xbox exclusive franchise, and it's it's a big deal to have it just available for Game Pass subscribers for free. Ba- well, for no additional charge anyway beyond their subscription. Um, it has been speculated though, because this this kind of this hasn't been touched on a lot, but it, it started I think with this announcement from PlayStation. Now, it's been speculated that um, it's possible that if studios are aware you know that people are going to start paying less for games that that, that people are, are going to these subscription services and their games are just available to these people that maybe they work on a little bit less fervently because they are not you know get you know they're not getting what they believe they are owed for their their work and their time yeah. it's, 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 it's just speculation right now but the concern is if we move toward this whole era of cloud gaming and subscription service subscription based gaming that mm-hmm. that's gonna happen. That developers are not gonna work on. Well them.
1: here's here's the other kinda of disturbing thought with that. What if this is only going if if that mind if they do go into that mindset, that could only, you know, hasten the whole path we're heading down with these microtransactions.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? Everything could be <laughs> microtransactions.
1: Oh have heard it that way with certain games.
0: Yeah. Go recon breakpoint anyone? Oh
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep, yep. I went there. Um, yeah, exactly.
0: But that said, I think right now this is a good thing. I think for the moment we're in a pretty good place with PlayStation Now. I personally have always liked PlayStation Now. I used to do. I, I should bring these back you
1: back. You should do. You should totally do another one. I, I should love do another those. one. Yeah, I, I love those streams. <laughs> I used to do it's so fun. Mess
0: around with PlayStation Now streams. I should do that again. Um. That's how you discovered Ninja Gaiden. That is. It is how I discovered Ninja Gaiden, and I played the whole game on that. I I yep. streamed that whole game, and it worked just fine. And and it brought us one of the funniest stream moments ever. <laughs> what oh, are you talking man. about? I don't need a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <I> <gasps> <do>. <gasps> <laughs> that was so good. That was literally the best moment ever.
1: I was so happy uh, I was there for that person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so good.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was a discovery of PlayStation Now, and yeah, that whole game was streamed over the cloud. And I think I it was did not have a problem with it. I think it
1: was. I was going through the list of games, and I was like, "Oh, Ninja yeah, Gaiden Three! You have it. to, right. you have to play this."
0: That's right. You suggested it. Yeah, that's right. And I had I did the search, and I had to figure out how to do the search with Remote Play, but we figured it out. So
1: yep, it's
0: all good. Um yeah. Um I think I think I like PlayStation now. Me personally, I'm I'm actually a supporter of cloud gaming kind of in a general sort of in a general sort of way. Uh I don't think the latency is as bad as people make it out to be. It's really
3: not.
1: It's, it's really I'm, not. It's it's fine. I've played fighting games with it. It's just fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, so I get that maybe I wouldn't want to play a fighting game online. Over right. the cloud,
1: no, definitely not. Because
0: you'll be at a disadvantage. They'll have they'll have one to one frame data. You'll have you know slightly behind that. Yeah. So you will you will be at a disadvantage. if You did that. But if you're if you're for playing a fighting stuff, game, it's yeah, fine. If you're playing ca- uh, fighting if game, you're going against, through a if you're, story, yeah, go through the story that doing, way. Sure. If you're doing Blaze Blue or something, sure, that's cool. Yeah. Now, I, I think it's worth pointing out because this 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 particular segment is for everyone. Um, PlayStation Now, just in case you guys didn't know is available on pc which in my opinion is also a huge deal because that means you can now play if you want to that's a
1: huge library too
0: like, yeah it's a huge library but what i'm saying is you can now play on those PC, marquee games oh. god of war 2018 you can wow. play uncharted 4 you well of course you can play grand, grand theft Auto 5 is already on pc but you, you get the yeah. idea yep. these playstation exclusives these big old by the way the other Uncharted games, Nathan Drake Collection, is already up there, and that's not a marquee game, so that's staying up there. All three previous Uncharted games are up there. So you can play the entire, right now, the entire Uncharted series, a PlayStation exclusive on PC, if you want.
1: You know, this is hyping me up. I think I'm going to go uh, resubscribe to you- PlayStation <laughs> <There> now, <laughs> feels podcast.
0: Look, I've always said it, and I'll say it again. There are many games we can't play out there. I acknowledge this, but this is one of the best ways we can do what we always do anyway and mess around with stuff yep it's one of the best ways to do that yeah you had you had fun messing around I for did. a
1: half hour with uh with fairy fencer i, did.
0: F, yeah, I, I think did. it was oh, what was that rpg we found though, it, that's, that we that's what it was that was very Fencer, was. fencer
1: okay. F, with, with the silly dialogue and... yeah
0: yeah and the, the guy that threw up and yeah okay yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was fun and mm-hmm. honestly, I've had fun with every, almost every, almost every game that I mess around with. There's there's a couple exceptions to that were like, okay, I'm literally getting nowhere. Literally, nothing is happening. Let's move on. It's like Katamari. <laughs> yeah, Katamari. Oh, I. Got I love the concept of
1: Katamari, but man,
0: I got oh. nowhere in that game. I, uh, uh, let's see, another another bad one, Hotel Transylvania 3. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that was sick. terrible. I couldn't get oh. anywhere in that game. Apparently, I made Joy uh sick. Uh, like a like seasick with that game oh because the camera the movement. camera because I, I didn't mean to do this but i apparently i was spinning the camera like crazy and <laughs> oh poor joy it was bad it was a bad time oh. um but yeah it's it's good like th- these are things that we do already uh with the games that we we have uh, yep. available to us and this is just a tremendous way to do that so i i i highly promote subscribing to PlayStation now as a blind person i think it's just a fun way to to mess around some games and maybe who, who knows maybe you find someone something that's playable Look yep. how much luck I had with Fairy Fencer, though. I mean, it was you. You progressed a bit. I progressed a bit because there's sounds for stuff in that game that there doesn't even need to be sounds for. There's mm-hmm. sounds for doors in that game. What the yeah. heck? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 cool. It, and you, you know, the, the 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 accidental accessibility treasures are out there, and it's very possible we haven't found them all yet. So, who you know, was it? Who was it? You that discovered Resident Evil Six? I was or... not the one that discovered Resident Evil Six. No. I don't know who did, though. Um,
1: I, I feel like it might have been l- someone like Liren.
0: It might have been Liren. It may have been Liren, I, but it he, wasn't he tends,
1: to, he tends to discover things a lot. Yeah,
0: because yeah, he, he really just he tries a lot of things a lot of times. So, and that's good. That's good for all mm-hmm. of us. Um, yep. So, you know, keep on, keep on doing that. But yeah, okay, yep. so PlayStation Now is awesome now. Uh, go check it out if you're interested. And if you are on PC, you can do it there. By the way, the reason I specified that, it, that I, I'm mentioning it, uh, the PC thing because this is, is for everyone. The reason I specified that is because the PC PlayStation Now app is not accessible to us at nope. all. Um, well, I won't say at all. It's uh there was there was a person that worked at PlayStation Now who was trying to make it accessible, and they started to do it, and it it almost is.
1: Um,
0: if you look at the if you look at the headings, you can see. In, uh, with a screen reader, you can see the headings for the different categories, like what's hot and the PlayStation exclusives and blah, blah, blah. You can see all that. Mm-hmm. But you can't see any of the game titles. So, um, and the problem is, the person that was just, working on it left.
1: Just, yeah,
0: that sucks. But guess where they went? Microsoft. Mixer. Ah, there you go. <laughs> it's okay. that person. The person I know in Mixer is the same person that was working on the, okay. the okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Neat. So, and, and they haven't really improved the accessibility since that person left, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I keep checking every now and then because the app gets a lot of updates. So, the you never store, know.
1: Unfortunately, the store web page is, is kind of that way too, as far as um, if you're just browsing, if you're looking at like the different categories of like just on the main page, um, that it does that too, where it's, you just get a bunch of image links with uh, no alt text. Yeah, yeah, So that's that's just, it just shows up as a bunch of different numbers, which really sucks because it's like, oh, I want to see what the deals are.
0: But it, in, believe it or not, though, in in other ways, it's, it's actually improved. Um, it no longer Screen readers can now lead, uh, sorry, read the uh, the screen after you add something to your cart, which they couldn't do before. So
2: oh, well, that's it actually good.
0: has improved uh, quite a bit since since then it, If you know what you're looking for, the store is really great on on the website. Yeah, but but it, yeah, it's it's harder to browse. If it's you're really just browsing
1: time. to browse, and I like to browse.
0: Yeah, well, you can. There's certain things you can click on and browse effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I have clicked on like the deals of the week, and that works fine for some reason.
1: Oh, that's random. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, you can browse. You can uh, browse by heading if you if you just jump by heading once you're in a, in the in those categories. What you'll see in the headings are the different prices of the games. But if you if you scroll up a couple lines from the heading, you'll see the title.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what? I did see that. I have, I did notice that. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yep. So You just got to get used to doing it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, all right, so that's I think that's enough of that. <laughs> Pleasures now, good stuff. Check it out if you like it. Seven eight hundred games now. It's, yep. it's a large library. Um, all right, so anything for gaming news that you have, Sterlock?
1: Um, no. I mean, there's a there's a Blizzard thing happening, but I don't yeah, think we're going to talk it. about that. Do it,
0: do it, Blizzard. Okay, I know okay. what you're talking about. Do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. There was this Hearthstone tournament, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pretty big one in um, Hong Kong. I believe. Was it Hong Kong itself? It might have been. I think it was. Um, so yeah, there was a big Hearthstone tournament in Hong Kong, and guy that wins it, um, you know, gives gives his uh, you know little speech. And basically says, liberate Hong Kong, now is the revolution of our age, is I believe the translation. Almost,
0: I believe that's word for word what he said. I think so. Nice memory skills.
1: I've watched a a lot of videos on this. Yeah. Um, And the backlash from Blizzard was very swift. Guy was almost immediately, I want to say banned from uh, future tournaments um, as were the broadcasters
0: the which, broadcasters? Yes, you didn't know, I didn't know the about that the broadcasters were banned. Why? They're not the ones who said anything. I
1: I know. They actually like hid like they visibly like ducked like they're like oh crap, you know, like hmm. um And the internet has responded in kind as a whole, pretty much collectively by saying uh, parental advisory, explicit lyrics by saying fuck off blizzard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's it's it's, the opinions on this are widespread. And the thing is, it's a complicated issue. It, It really is political issues like this are super complicated.
1: Yeah, Blizzard. We're, we're not going to get super political on this no, no, podcast, no, no. But... but
0: but what I will say though is that Blizzard. I, I I sort of get it. I I understand their motivation, but I don't think they should have acted the way that they acted. I do too, because China makes them a shitload of money. Well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So basically, they're protecting their interests. They're protecting their investment. Yeah, that is their stance on the whole situation. Yeah. That said, it still doesn't um,
1: excuse. What happened? though. It's that still an was...
0: excuse. What happened? Because uh, if you if you look at his if you look at the ban that he got, he got banned. Actually, I found this for at, a year. I, yeah, one thing I found out is he got banned for a year, so he's not banned forever, but he is banned for yeah. a year. That yeah. said,
1: and his um, prize money taken too, which his is... prize
0: money was taken too. Yeah. So people that have done worse things than what he did have been banned for less time um, yep. in tournaments. A couple of examples that I saw was someone someone that used racial uh, racial speech. Was banned from esports. Uh, I can't remember what what e-sport it was, but it, I don't think it was Hearthstone. It was something else. It was it was an esports ban, and they were banned for seven games. I think I remember that. Yeah, games. This is a year. I That's more was, than seven games. I want to say maybe it was Fortnite,
1: but I don't remember what specific eSport it was. But yeah, I I I remember that.
0: So yeah, I think Blizzard might be overreacting a little bit. I mean, I get protecting your investment, but at the same time, I, I feel like maybe you don't maybe well don't do it like
1: this. Also, Tencent owns what five percent of the company.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's but it's it's still like it's still just mind boggling. Like, and, and the it's thing crazy.
1: Is- the the backlash is just I haven't seen anything yeah quite Blizzard- like it in a while.
0: It's funny because one of the reasons uh, Blizzard stated for the ban uh, was that some some uh, it violated some policy where if Blizzard felt that you had said anything that would damage their image, that they could they could do that, and Blizzard's image is damaged more by what they did to respond to this than it than it was by this alone.
1: There's 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 a thing I don't remember if if I mentioned it before on this podcast, but there's a little thing out there called the Streisand effect.
0: And, I don't think you mentioned
1: that on the podcast, but I'm interested. So what the, basically in a nutshell what the Streisand effect was, is back in I want to say like two thousand three, um, there was this photographer that was taking pictures of you know, basically just like land pretty much. Yeah. And right. Barbara Streisand got all kinds of butt hurt well her I, it was probably more her lawyers than anything um because she thought that like her home was in like one of the shots or something like that oh wow and and so basically demanded that this guy take all his stuff to oh hi sirens um <laughs> Basically, demand this guy take all his stuff down that was like you know pertinent to the case, and because of that, basically everybody knew about it before this happened, like five people saw it right'm not right, even, right. I'm not even kidding I feel like the same. literally literally five people saw yeah. it now yeah now, because of this, people tracked it down, and now. Everybody knows about it. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> so I see what you're saying.
1: <laughs> if you try to hide stuff, people are getting like the internet. A lot of people like to say the internet is forever. Yeah, it is. They and, and took the, down the, the VODs, but they still exist out there yeah. because the internet
0: is the internet. Yep. In the world of the internet, when you try to hide things is, is basically when it gets the most publicity. Yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't, hiding things on the internet doesn't work. You can't. It just doesn't.
1: It's impossible.
0: So yeah, Blizzard looking pretty bad right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, by the way, and I also wanted to, to, to add to this. Mad respect to this guy, the, the, the player himself, the one that got banned and got his money taken away. Because even now, to this to this, this very moment, and he's sticking to his guns. He's sticking to his guns. He said, "I do not regret at all what I said." Yep. He said, "I had a platform and I felt I needed to express myself. It's my it's my people." And you know, you know? good for him. Yeah, good for him. Mad props to that. You know it's you hear you hear a lot of times that people pull back when you know when they get you know backlash on things this guy's not pulling back and I, I deeply respect that So yep yeah so go get him tiger yeah <laughs> and who knows maybe maybe all the backlash flu is getting now will make them realize how dumb they' are acting and maybe the band will be lifted before a year over
1: I hope so man because that's that's kind of ridiculous yeah it's it, it is
0: a bit but I think we'll leave it there because you know yep that's, I think that's a good that's a good spot to leave. All right. We
1: don't we don't wanna get super political here. Right, right,
0: but. right. Yeah. But uh there you go. You can look up more information on that on the internet because it's all on the internet. Everybody's <laughs> talking about it. Because everyone's talking about it in the internet forever. So yep. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so with that, I think we're gonna move on to our next segment, which is gonna be quite honestly much shorter. Yes. <laughs> but we, we, do say, have, that. we, we say, say that. We say that. It's true, we do say that. We say that. Forty five minutes later. I mean this is this is coming from the two guys who one episode said okay and in the intro we said okay this is going to be a short going to be a short one <laughs> and it was one of
1: our longer ones
0: yep it was over an hour and we had no interview
1: <laughs> this was going to be yeah, that
0: one. this one's god might be 2 hours oh, oh no yeah cuz
1: we still have interview interview segment and yeah. that one on that one that, that was a good one interview segment too so yeah that was yeah
0: that was a good yeah oh my
1: god this, this might be 2 hour episode guys <laughs> holy crap if you're listening to this we're
0: Kind of sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. All right, let's move, on. let's move on. Let's talk about some accessibility news. All right. All righty, then. It's time for accessibility news. And I have literally one thing that I want to talk about in this segment. So, like, if, you have, if you have more, obviously, you're welcome to, to, to do that as well. But I have one thing. All right. And that is. the Inquisitor for the demon is out and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So, Oh boy. Let's, let's, uh, let's do a little bit of context here. Let's do a little bit of recap. Last, last episode, because it's been two weeks, last episode, we talked about the Inquisitor for the demon uh, going to come out audio game uh, that is now classifying itself as an RPG where the previous three games are not RPGs. They're more like point and click style menu based adventures, which is fine. Um, this one classifies itself as an RPG. Um, and it came out uh, this past week um, between episodes. And um, I haven't played it yet. But when it came out, the email that was sent out to the people that were subscribed to their mailing list came with a little bit of a description of the game. And I can tell you right now, based on the description, that I was right. Yeah. Because... because If you recall from the previous episode, uh they claimed that what they have created was the biggest audio RPG out there. Well, mm-hmm. I can tell you this right now. My Manamon playthrough right now, currently, is over twenty-nine hours long. Already. The already. And I'm not even I'm I actually am over halfway through it now, but just over halfway through it. Um The the, the email that came with uh, Inquisitor 4 promises us a more than 12 hours experience, which, if you think, when, when you I use, mean that's not bad, not, that's not bad, that's not bad, don't get me wrong. But when you use phrases like more than 12 hours, you don't mean 50 hours, you mean something close to 12 hours, you mean like 13, yeah, you know, more than 12 hours, 13, 14 maybe, yep. Um, and that's not bad, that's not bad, but you know, it, it's, I, I just feel, I, I feel like it's worth bringing up again that I really believe this game was created and this hype was built without any research yeah. into other audio RPGs out there.
1: You got Manamon, you got a Heroes Call, you got BK three if you want to go that route. You got Shadow Rine. Yeah. Tons you of games. I've never played
0: Shadow Rine before. I've never oh, played you sh-
1: it. You should. You totally should. It's a great game.
0: I should play it on stream.
1: You should play it on stream.
0: I was thinking about playing uh um what is it called? Paladin of the Sky? Or what the other
1: uh Yeah I, I have my own a, I, I have my like own one beefs, I never beefs that one with either. that game.
0: I've never played that one either, so I was thinking about giving it a shot. But it's it's fun. I don't like the spell system in Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you, you spell
1: system? Yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah, I I just don't. Well, I don't but,
0: know. I like.
1: I mean, you can give it a shot. Yeah, it's NBA, it's, NBA, it's is is not a bad. <laughs> it's not a bad game.
0: Right, right, okay. There's a lot. There's a lot coming up after Mandamons. So. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah. So so not much research there in terms of of audio RPG length or other or other audio RPGs that exist. I feel like that is also proven with the navigation system, which, like I said, feels very linear. From I think the they demo. just.
1: I think they just don't understand the under-game market. Like they have never played anything outside of their own creations. It feels like.
0: I I, I really wonder about that because it it really does seem like everything that they're doing they seem to believe in their innovation when and i mean good for them marketing is is a good thing right marketing is good marketing is good and they have done some things well like i said their sound design is impeccable yeah i love their sound design i always have but uh you know i yeah there's 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 definitely a a lack of knowledge there um That said, though, I think I will probably enjoy the game. I, I've said I said it last time, a last episode too. I think overall, I'll probably still enjoy the game. The game, the games aren't bad. Yeah, the games, the games aren't bad. I, I really enjoyed the first couple of Inquisitor games. Believe it or not, I actually didn't re- I didn't remember this until lately, but I finally remembered that I actually never personally finished the Inquisitor Three. It occurred <laughs> to me that I that I never finished it. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, well, there you go. Wait, because oh, by the way, it, it occurred to me when I played the demo of Four. I was like, okay, it's gonna pick up right where three left. Oh wait, <laughs>
1: I, I never oh. finished three. Oh, I have no context for this. Yeah,
0: I had no context. I was like, wait, why are we here? Oh, because I never <laughs> finished the third game. So actually, that'll be interesting because I'll be doing that live too. I actually did already pick up the game. Um, so I am ready for Inquisitor Four. Um, yep. So that's that's gonna be a thing. Um, but also I I wanted to, I wanted to say this too. I actually. I actually made myself remember this because I wanted to add it to this uh, this segment. I uh, I feel much better about the length of the game than I do about the demo, because I now know, hi Bob, I now know that and I, I kind of disagree with this, but I, but it uh, it it uh, makes sense now in the end. So apparently, when you downloaded that demo, that was remember I said it was like one point one GB, and it's like oh, yeah. it was like 20, 30 minutes long. It was like why is it that big? Okay, so as dumb as it is, apparently everything is packaged in that demo, but you're just locked out of it. I say this because the file size for the full install of the full game is the same, one point one GB.
1: Oh, it's a good thing they didn't have any like hackers download the the game because they could have decrypted everything. It would be
0: already out. It would have been out before it was released. Yep, but yeah. So I feel better about that. I feel I feel good knowing okay, that, that makes a lot more sense. The full then. game is the one point one GB, and yeah. we're not dealing with a twenty gig too high uh, quality audio, you know, thing. Not that a twenty gig game is a bad thing, but I mean,
1: let's let's make all all of our
0: <laughs> let's put all of our sound files as uncompressed flat, uncompressed flack, Yeah, there you go. That's that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, so. But yeah, the, the, the audio quality in in four is good based on the demo. It's good. Um, like I said, combat's super weird, but you know we'll get past it. Yeah. Uh, we'll all enjoy making fun of it in chat. I mean, what? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you know I got the game. It's gonna be fun. Uh, the series is gonna be fun, and uh, I hope it's. I hope four is turns out okay. I hope it's. I hope it's as good as the first three. Yeah. From what I know of the third, now that I remember that I didn't finish the third, <laughs> I hope it's as good as what I <laughs> played of the third game as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think that's, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had for accessibility movies. I, mean, I, I guess I could mention that tomorrow on my stream the playthrough of Catherine starts. I'm so looking forward so to that one. That's going to be a thing. I don't know. I, I don't know how long that game is, so I, I don't know how much content I get out of that. But and is
1: it and well, also apparently there's 13
0: endings. 13? I thought there was three. 13? Uh,
1: I've, I've I heard 13 somewhere. I don't. Remember where I, where I saw that. But yeah.
0: Maybe we play it more than once. I don't know. We'll see what the chat wants to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, do you have anything for Accessibility News? I had
1: a couple real quick things. Um, so, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, I got a new visual novel. Uh, it was the one oh. I mentioned yesterday. Right, 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 Ar-
0: right, right. Yeah, go ahead and talk called,
1: about it. Uh, yeah, it's called Arcade Spirits. And it's another Renpy game, which um, has uh, self-voicing game. Renpy is a visual novel uh, engine that has, uh, I believe, self-voicing built into the engine itself. Yeah, it so. is.
0: It is now in the engine itself. Yes,
1: which is good. Yep. Um, so basically, the premise of this game—it's a dating sim slash. I don't know what you. What else he'd call, it? but um, basically, it takes place in a modern day era, with the exception like that arcades never faded away, and the right. video game crash never happened. Yeah. Um. And it's got some neat, some neat things to it. Um. We've got a, a stat system. Uh so you can, you know, act different ways and uh build you know different relationships with the characters that you beat, you know, all uh you know, any any good dating sim. Yeah, yeah. Um but the neat thing that I discovered yesterday is Oh, Middour's playing Lifeline on Twitch. Ooh, I'm gonna have to watch that later. Um
0: <laughs> Lifeline, bro.
1: I love Lifeline. Anyway. So the cool thing about this game is the different stat increases have different sounds associated with them. So you know what stat went up at any given time. Like, oh that's cool. Like
0: And then can you check it to verify as well? Uh-huh. Okay, cool.
1: Yep. So um and the writing is is pretty funny. There's a little there's a few weird things with it, like they don't For whatever strange reason, um, they kind of censor out specific years. So when they talk about like the 1980s, they'll just go like, it'll in the, like the, (laughs) hi Bob. In the voice (laughs) section, it'll, it'll show up as 198 or 197. It's weird. It's kind of weird that way. Um, I
0: wonder if that's kind of a, like a design choice, like to to make it intentionally non-specific? I, I, I wonder. Hmm.
1: I, I don't know, because there is a little bit of voice acting. Oh and, really? Okay. And in uh one of the voiced lines, like the owner of the arcade mentions, like, Oh, we've been open since nineteen seventy beep.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, that's that I feel that's right then. I feel it's intentionally non specific. So you can so you're kind of it's it's up to you to kind of craft the way you think the timeline might have gone. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. it leaves it up to interpretation. I think. I like um,
1: that. Also, the the other thing, and I think they I think they have to do this for legal reasons um, when they're talking about specific game. They can't mention like games. Them. They well, they mention them, but what they do is they put a trademark symbol behind it. Oh like,
3: yeah, uh, behind
0: yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably legal. So I, I'm surprised they didn't go the route of just changing the names of games and, you know, yeah. passing them I on mean, to something else. I
1: mean, you, you have a little bit of that. Like, there's a... One of the games is, like, a new... It's, like, an eSport arcade game. It's called, like, Fist of Discomfort.
0: <laughs> I feel like I would never play that game ever. <laughs>
1: Fist
0: of Discomfort.
1: And it's apparently... Oh my God. it's It's kind of funny. It's a... Uh, hybrid of like a real-time strategy game and a brawler, like beat 'em up kind of thing. It, it sounds kind of awesome.
0: Don't worry, guys. We're not going to kill you. We're just going to give you extreme discomfort. <laughs> you are not going to be comfortable after we punch you. <laughs> oh.
1: So yeah, the, the game seems really awesome so far. I, I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I fully intend to check it out. I I've, I already love the the games that I have. I don't have many of them, but I, I do have a couple of them.
1: I want more, um, honestly. There's I probably, love... probably rent
0: pie games I don't know about that I should be getting. I love Walker Man.
1: I feel like if you had a, if you had a way to, divert Jaws slash NVDA to a different sound card, that game like Walker Man in particular, is like, it's there's really so many there's so many like, characters like. Out of out of this world kind of characters that would be just ripe for all kinds of fun voices. Oh
0: yeah, even your main character in that it has has an obvious like accent of some kind. Very like, very, thick, very thick, very thick. it's actually Norwegian. I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. But that's, it's, that's the impression I got. That game, that game is so cool. I got to play more of that. But anyway, um, so that's Arcade Spirits. It's twenty bucks. Um. Probably because of the there's, voice
0: acting and the additional considerations. Yeah.
1: Um there's a demo of it though, so you can you can try it out and and you can pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. So um so there's that. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is from the developers of Skullgirls. Oh yes indeed. Lab so, Zero, I believe they're called. Um they put out a Metroidvania style game, like RP like it, it's kind of like a Metroidvania, like RPG kind of game. Yeah, yeah. And they apparently are wanting, or at least interested, in making it accessible. That it's that, it's, it's not, it's not so as awesome. of yet, but man, I hope I hope stuff happens with that because I mean, if Skullgirls is any
0: indication. I mean, yeah, we know we know that they have they have interest in accessibility because of Skullgirls, and we know that mm-hmm. you know they are at least somewhat passionate about accessibility. And you know, I mean, I know it didn't take much overall for Skullgirls, but we know that they care. Yeah. So I would be you know I would be more than willing to work with a developer that we know is 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 down with it.
1: I I feel like I'm not telling you what to do, but I feel like <laughs> maybe shooting them an email, you know, might might be.
0: Uh... It might be it might be a good idea. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Completely right. Speaking I mean, of. I know, uh,
1: I know Liren's talking with them, but
0: yeah, yeah. Speaking more, of,
1: more um, uh, voices would probably. More, yeah, I'll,
0: I'll definitely more the better. Uh, speaking though of of games and accessibility, that's that's kind of growing. I need to do a check. I haven't done a check in a while on uh, Eagle Island because I know, oh, yeah, I know the plan was to make Eagle Island Island fully blind accessible, and they'd started doing that. They already had narration. They already had a bunch of stuff. Last time I checked, I know that's the plan. I don't. I haven't checked in a while to see if they've actually finished that work mm-hmm. um, because I'd like to play that game you know yeah what, it looks cool I can yeah it's it sounds really neat so yeah, I definitely like to play it there's it's a, a, a platform shooter kind of game cool yeah. sounds fun we don't, we don't really have those <laughs> yeah we don't so yeah that's, that's I, I need to do um, a check on that maybe I'll talk about that next week if I find anything out about it
1: so I picked up um, I, I picked it up and uh, just to support them and it's like hey you know like i want to i want to support like you know a developer that's done cool stuff in the past and hopefully cool stuff in the future with this game so yeah yeah
0: yeah that's that's totally fair that's totally
1: fair oh oh i never i never said what the name of the game was it's called called indivisible
0: indivisible with liberty and justice sorry
1: um well the reason it's called indivisible I, i never really said like what the premise of the yeah. game is so basically you're this girl with powers that allow her to harness multiple people at once so like you have it's kind of like if you're messing around with um, Valkyrie profile like with the way that game works Basically, really. So basically in Valkyrie Profile, the way the battle system works is with your party members, each of your face buttons is a different character.
0: Oh, okay, all right.
1: And it uses uh, that style. Each, okay. each of your face buttons is, is a different character, and they all have like, different ranges and stuff. So like, one character might be a melee attacker, one might be a ranged attacker. And you have a bunch of characters that you can collect, and you can swap them out from from the menu to for you know different combat situations you might be in. So yeah,
0: that I could even I'm, I'm already it looks seeing,
1: cool. Like it, first of all, looks that
0: sounds awesome. cool. That sounds cool in a general way, but I'm already I'm already seeing like pathways to accessibility on this. Like I'm already imagining how this could be accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have a a targeting sound for each each button when that when that uh, person has something in range. Yeah, yeah well, and plus too
1: there's um each person has you know meter too with that button, so you have to swap you know so you can't just spam one one right, you button have to use constantly all, yeah. you have to use all all of your characters, yeah okay, so okay. that's where the um, challenge comes in mm mm-hmm. I like it and it looks like the the reviews and stuff I'm seeing are pretty much universally like praising the game like Good. this is cool like Good. so. I love it. Yeah, I hope, I hope it's it can be made accessible because man, if that is that's a that's a game type that we have never really experienced.
0: Yeah, it really isn't. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm definitely I definitely want to contact these guys now because I'm already already coming up with things. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I definitely want to do that. Um, Yeah, cool, cool. Let's let's yeah, I'm I'm definitely hopeful for this this game. Uh, And uh, if if they do it, best believes gonna be streamed. Best believe. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's got voice acting. Not 100 um, percent voice acting, but it's it's there. So
0: cool, cool, good. I like it. Yep. So all right. Anything uh,
1: else? I think I think those were uh, that's those what that's all, uh, that's all solid that I had. So
0: all right. Well, then, in that case, uh, we will now travel in time, uh, back in time. Uh, do, we're going to cut to our do. interview with Marcus Axford. And then we're going to come back at you. Once again, this is pre-recorded interview, by the way, so we're going to cut to that. And then we're going to come back at you with a little outro, and then we'll close the show out. All right. Here we go. All right, then. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome back to The Gamer Fuel, not the Gamer Fuel Studios podcast. (laughs) We're partnered with the Gamer Fuel Studios Network. However, this is the Breakdown Walls podcast. Don't mind me. I'm only human. We have a special guest with us today. And uh, speaking of the Gamer Fuel Studios Network, he is, in fact, one of the co-founders of said network, Uh, our our, our wonderful partner, Marcus Axford of Gamer Fuel Studios. How are you doing, my friend?
3: Good morning from your mentally and emotionally hungover overlord. <laughs> <laughs> mentally just, and emotionally. I'm sorry. I uh I keep thinking that O'Hijo is like two hours ahead of me, not three. Ah, uh-huh. so <laughs> and, and we there's still oh, only he...
0: one H. <laughs> I'll have well, you know. as, as as.
3: As Adam Bankhurst and the Gamers Advocate crew uh, playfully call it Oh <laughs> that's That's a terrible, that's a terrible. I i, I oh, that just a
0: little bit.
3: How does it feel to be, like, so close to Adam Bankhurst?
0: <laughs> uh, I, I don't actually know the guy, so, you know, it's alright. <laughs> I mean, okay. to be fair, to be fair, in the work that I do, uh, I'm very close to a lot of people that you might be mad jelly of.
3: Uh, probably, probably, yeah. I know I get people going, you know, Adam Bankhurst? So I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just Adam. <laughs> He's yeah. a great guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, I know,
0: I know some people like that. So, you know. But some
3: people that actually are the same with you, they're like, you know, Brandon? I'm like, yes, I own his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that's not true. <laughs>
0: there's a, there's a, there is a difference between partnership and ownership, my friend. How you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just woke up like an hour ago and I'm still chugging my coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all the good. Junk, it's all good. The, the jokes might not be at the best taste, but I'm going to try my best.
0: Right. All right. Uh, so first of all, welcome to the show. Um, glad you're here. We're kind of doing a, uh, a trade back and forth kind of thing. I, I was on uh, the Gamer Fuel Studios show not too long ago, and as a result, uh, you're now on this one. So there you go yeah uh, thus is uh the partnership uh formed uh so i want to i want to talk about the game of studios network and i want to because you're you're one of the co-founders of it so i want to kind of uh get your take on it uh as far as um you know what what was the
3: genesis tell us about how it began oh god well it, it began when i was a wee lad um <laughs> <laughs> we actually really I, that's not entirely untrue you figure um i've been gaming for about 25 years uh I've been gaming since I was 4 years old um starting with Nintendo and Donkey Kong um and uh my grandma got had gotten me that and then uh my mother who is uh, unfortunately no longer with us she passed away back in December uh she oh. she is really um my biggest uh my biggest fan and my uh, greatest supporter um a lot of what I've done in my life uh she's kind of been my enabler of so I kind of started this um back in 2007 I think. No, I'm sorry, 2008. So when uh the legendary DLC for Halo 3 was coming around, uh, I you know, I got really excited as we all did and you know, I was looking up news articles and stuff and I was posting. I was posting to MySpace of all places. <laughs> oh, MySpace. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, keeping my friends apprised on there, and I and I realized, you know, I I really like this stuff. Uh, you know, keep doing the doing the news and stuff, and keeping everybody updated. So um, that's kind of when I decided to go into independent journalism, and you know, got my own website up. And you know, at the time, uh, uh, Game Fuel, uh, the the Mountain Dew drink was a huge deal. Oh right, um, yeah, I as, remember
0: that.
3: Yeah, everybody was kind of entrenched in the Halo Three uh, uh, culture, as it were so and game fuel was part of that so that's kind of where i based the name off of um so you know for kind of back and forth for for years on i kind of you know picked it up dropped it picked it up dropped it you know back in the late 2000s it was much harder for somebody to do a podcast because we didn't quite have the um the social media platforms and you know so a nineteen-year-old couldn't back then couldn't exactly get his hands on uh, the equipment for it either, uh, unless you're rich, I suppose, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I was not. All right, fair enough. Uh, in fact, uh, I believe I was uh, living under my grandma's carport in the summertime. So, um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm sorry again. It's it's morning. It's I just morning. woke it's up. It's early. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, We're
0: doing this interview at Practically the Break of Dawn. Trust well, us, guys, it's audio. You can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: there's a lot to the story, but I'm going to try not to bore you with the details. But, um, you know, uh, I, I had dropped it for a long time. I, I went into doing, um, you know, cosplay and building stuff um, that kind of spawned from because uh, I always wanted to make my mark in the gaming community. And one day, you know, Halo 4 was was coming up, you know, about a year off. And I thought to myself, you know, I've got a huge Halo collection, not as huge as, as some. I actually know a guy from Nebraska who has probably one of, if not the largest collection in the world. Um, so I contacted uh, one of the GameStops in Salem and I'm like, hey, I've got this large collection. Can I help host the launch with you guys? And they're like, sure. So uh, I ended up hosting that launch and then I hosted a couple launches after. Believe it or not. So, uh, I was married before, and what uh, I liked the uh, Halo 4 launch so much that I wanted to do the GTA 5 launch, which was a bad idea. <laughs> um, so, because, uh, you know, I kind of a small car show together, but that fell through. And of course, I had my divorce ab- about uh, a few weeks prior. And um, uh, so everything was just kind of a mess and the manager actually fired me. Oh. F- fired. me from a volunteer gig. <laughs> <laughs> good good point. Uh yeah. I'm like, how does that happen? But whatever. So anyway, you know, I did a couple more launches different places. Um I went to Corvallis. I went back to the same GameStop for five, which was my final launch and uh it was really cool. We did a whole weekend uh deal and uh my bro Damon was uh was with me and um so i did i kept on with the the cosplay and stuff for a while but i kind of missed journalism and you know all last year um i kind of thought you know i want to go back to it but this time i'm going to do it right i'm going to get a team together and uh you know we went through some rotations with people um you know what the thing that uh The thing happened with my mom in December and then, uh, uh, January, uh, this year we started and I started with, um, somebody's getting an early start.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They're doing your work (laughs) outside. That's fun.
3: (laughs) That's actually my primary uh, source of living. (laughs) Oh, there you
0: go. What's wrong with that?
3: Cool. Yeah. Um, let's see, where was I? Oh yeah. Uh, so we uh we started in late January, and I started with my uh, old co-host Damien, who is very introverted and did not like being behind the mic. Turns out, uh, we made it to about episode seven, um, and then, oh god, well, something happened. Uh, but Joshua had come to me, and he's like, "Well, I'm not doing anything. Let's do a let's do a show." I'm like, mm, "Okay, <laughs> so." things shifted hands really quickly because i told damien oh hey we've got another person to host with us he's like oh cool i'm out <laughs> oh, i'm like bye oh okay thanks, <laughs> thanks bro <laughs> he's <laughs> like nope i'm glad you found somebody because that's not that's not my thing i'm like all right that that's fine right. um and eventually he had to just quit altogether because he had his own he had his own uh stuff in life that he needed to tend to so yeah uh i've had joshua ever since and you know we've just been kind of going through i'm not sure if you can call it a slow evolution because in nine months i mean here we are not only uh do we have now two partnerships um but you know we've gotten high profile people on um you know we've gotten you we've gotten Khalif adams from spawn on me uh we've got adam bankhurst and matt adler from ign uh i believe they're scheduled the weekend after um after modern warfare comes out Nice. good timing for that too yeah absolutely um, we we have this um, freelance writing program that we're doing where you know uh, new people can come in they can have us you know uh, go over their articles and post them to our website we're our website is very new so we're not quite doing that yet but that's kind of the goal is to kind of be a stepping uh, point for uh or baby step or whatever for uh new journalists and whatnot. And because I have sources with IGN and stuff, I can, you know, like ask Adam or somebody like, hey, you mind going over and seeing if there's any uh, any articles that you guys can pull for your website, kind of give these guys a hand? <clears throat> Cause you know, we're all about helping the little guy right. um and uh you know helping minority groups out there. You know, we advocate for you know LGBT uh, people of color. You know uh, mentally, physically disabled. Um, it was a one. It was wonderful to have you on. You absolutely blew Joshua's mind. That was really.
0: <laughs> I know that the reaction for uh, every, every time I answered a question, his his reaction was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> 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 it was great. It was a great show.
3: Yeah, and uh now we're making a game. Uh our recent partnership was with a local indie dev and his team and we're kind of pooling all of our resources together. And um I can't I can't really quite talk about it yet, uh obviously. You know, we just started, but um the kind of short synopsis is uh we're shooting for uh starting as a uh you know mobile game for Android and iOS, hopefully shifting over to you know pc and and maybe even switch and um, i doubt we'll reach you know pc and xbox but you know hey one can dream
0: right uh so so of course us being us you know we have one question about the game sure you want to ask it sirlock
1: will it be accessible
3: there you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> good
3: well story. no that that is a great question because i made that um i grabbed a sharp stick and made that point to Tony. Um to uh you know we need that. In fact, uh as part of the I've got to get you guys in it. Uh as part of the new Discord server, we actually do have a disability consultant uh text channel. There you go. <clears throat> so um we're going to be doing uh voice work as well as the classic text overlay. Um it's going to be a uh kind of a dungeon crawler based on Ooh, mythology. Cool could be fun. That sounds cool. Uh, with card battling aspects Woo-hoo. so oh, It'd be even okay i'm very more.
1: i'm very intrigued
3: <laughs> <laughs> i know everybody i've talked oh, to is dude. like oh my god will, yeah, <laughs> will wow. there Count will there in.
0: be thousands of cards all purchasable by microtransaction <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh of course yeah and loot, and loot boxes and all that good stuff yeah of course there's <laughs> no, really we're not obviously doing loot boxes no, no. we're doing We'll do minor cosmetics uh, and that sort of thing. You it's know, gonna be Ghost
1: Recon Breakpoint with uh, the time saver. <laughs> We're
0: gonna get John. Oh my god!
1: time saver said you can buy experience points for real money, guys. Oh, right. that's not a thing. That's happening. That's no, no, not at all.
0: <laughs> oh man!
3: Yeah, we we'll probably. We're really excited. <laughs> um, it actually is cool to work. I actually used to work for um, a gaming, uh, another startup gaming company. And um, I'm not going to go into the weeds of that. But let's just say after six months, there were some red flags. So me and a couple of friends left. I got you. you. So um, including but not limited to the fact that the CEO claimed that he did contract work for 343 Industries. Little did he know I actually had contacts at 343. (laughs) database and went uh no okay okay he's he's never done any direct work side work nothing in fact one of the guys knew who he was he's like oh he's just a fan (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, oh,
0: no
3: oh burn (laughs)
0: oh yeah yeah yep yep
3: took that guy down enough you sir are a liar Yeah, so, uh, no, it was really funny, too, because we had our meet. That's kind of why I'm tired. We had our meeting. Uh, I was in the office until 11 p.m. last night trying to get not just the show out, but uh, talking with uh, one of our other uh, team members about the project. And um, as we're going through the PowerPoint presentation, one of the things is Tony's listing up all these things of what the game is not. He's like, it's not to get rich quick. It's not to get fame. It's not this. And, and I'm just he just keeps going down, I'm like, Oh, I can't be part of the project. I want all of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everybody just started busting out laughing. (laughs) That's funny. No, it is very much a volunteer project where we don't expect to. I mean, so far with with the synopsis I've told the people, it could very well be, uh, you know, one of those, uh, you know, those hits like Fortnite, was after they did their battle royale i mean i'm not saying it's good yeah yeah i'm not saying it's gonna be for
0: you
3: know no no, no 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 always keep your
0: expectations low right, you know right then you're not surprised yeah well, actually when you when you are surprised it's usually a positive thing so there you go
3: yeah, yeah i i think that's about it i mean i'm sure there's other details out there uh, that i'm you know once we're this interview I'm gonna go, oh I should have said that. <laughs> so the thing is, and
0: that, that kind of actually segues pretty well.
3: The thing that I think
0: has really driven Game of Field Studios is basically you. Like you're you're a very <laughs> you're 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 a very uh ambitious and driven type of person.
3: Um, it's funny because Khalif Adams was like uh because uh for those who know who Khalif is you know they know that he's been doing this for many years. That he's gotten, you know, you know, he even said, "Well, we probably got a couple million views between all of our, uh, between all the work we do." And Joshua's like, "Okay," with all due respect to you, he turns to me and goes, "How did you get him here?" I'm like, I just asked. <laughs> "And Khalif was so cool." He's like, "Yeah, Marcus just has that pull." <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's really cool." <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. I mean, there's nothing wrong. With, like that's it's it's a good thing. You're doing a good thing here and it shows in the, the ambitions that you have. So I kind of wanted to, I want to see if you will we'll go into that a little bit, because you've told me about some things that you'd like to do in the future. So what, what do you think is coming up
3: or what would you like to happen for Game of studios network? Well, there's a lot of projects. Um, you know, my biggest thing is, uh, and you know, we can all agree is we're just tired of the little guy getting stomped on. Um, you know, one of the projects I wanted to do, and I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon, but I do want to see it happen, is um, I want to get a show together where we have uh, certain representatives for, you know, obviously we're talking broad stroke stuff here, but, you know, uh, representation for like each of the minority groups and we all come together and kind yeah. of discuss issues and stuff. So Khalif could represent people of color. Again, not saying he represents, you know, he speaks for all. Right, it's right, kind right. of a hey. As, as a black individual, we are facing these problems in the industry. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, Latino and, and whoever else is also facing the same issues. It's a
0: collaborative effort to, you know, for all people of all minorities and disabilities to come together and
3: discuss the issues that they're
0: facing and tackle them together. Yeah,
3: that's, that's cool. Yes. Um, education of the gaming industry, I believe, is very important. Accurate representation is very important because a lot of people aren't quite understanding, especially a lot of the people in my town. Uh, (laughs) i've i've been trying to push the network in in my hometown it's not going very well (laughs) that's too (laughs) bad man people don't i know but people don't quite understand that um video games drive the global technology it benefits it benefits medical sure it benefits military sure but they're not the ones who are going to push for say 5g the gaming industry is because you have, you know, these big companies that are trying to appease hundreds of thousands, millions of people, and the only way they're going to do that is if they take their money and push the technology forward. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
3: like streaming, for example. You know, places like Japan, China, Korea—they have a good internet infrastructure. Of course, the government kind of has something to do with that because, as I'm told—and I could be wrong—but as I was told, you know, the government actually curates uh, what goes on their internet infrastructure and what doesn't yep. so it's a lot more clean which a lot of people could argue that that's you know it's too good and bad it is good and bad um you know uh i don't i don't know if i want to go into it because i'm not sure how to word it but it's along the lines of you know what do you want to sacrifice yeah you basically know?
0: It's, it's like on one hand your internet is cleaner or if you want to call it cleaner but on the other hand you have free wi-fi everywhere you go in japan <laughs> you know
3: yeah 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 I mean again yeah the government has its hands in the honey pot but sometimes that's not a bad thing when this is the end result right. and I I again we don't live there I don't know if there have been any problems so I'm not going to speak on that but those are just some of the benefits we've seen from it um and as far as I've heard like from Japan Japan is uh, a very clean culture they're a very proud culture uh you know you hear you hear rumors of uh they uh, are very proud of how clean their uh, is it an island? I think Japan's an island, isn't it? I think so. Yes, hmm. yeah. island, uh, island. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, people go there and they're like, yeah, it's they you they can tell you're an American oh, yeah. because of how you act, or that you're an outsider because you know they always they pick up trash, they keep everything clean and not and all that stuff. So. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I've got a whole uh, bucket list of things I would like to do with this, but uh, uh, I'm trying to keep everything in line so we're not kind of, you know, uh, stepping on our own feet.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm thinking too, like you had you had ideas for, you know, eventually getting us, you know, out to conventions and stuff like that. You know, there's there's big things in your in your brain
3: for this. Absolutely. For network. Yes, we actually we actually have and uh, I'm hoping I can make it. Uh, if not, I know Joshua's going to make it. Uh, we have the Portland uh, Retro Games Expo coming up. And uh, what that is, is it's basically like it sounds. It's a lot of the old, you know, Atari, NES uh, kind of stuff. Oh, man. Cool. Um, Tony is going to be there as a, as a guest uh, with his company. And we've been invited out as well. Again, I'm not sure if I can make it due to work constraints, but we'll see. Um, I would like to... Uh, to go out there Sunday, you know, do our recording on the show, go out by noon and have a good time for, for, you know, a few hours. Uh, But yeah, conventions are something that I definitely want to get into more of. We used to have one here at the Capitol. uh, Well, I'm not in the Capitol, but just 20 minutes away in Salem. But unfortunately that went under, I was actually staffing that one or part of that community. So, but as, uh, as I was told, uh they just they couldn't handle the uh mental and financial stress cuz planning yeah. something like that is pretty uh pretty intense oh, yeah. cuz you know you've no got doubt. you've got vendors you've got to track you've got finances you got to track you have everybody's money in your hands and i can't imagine how stressful that is not to mention it's a lot of I, money i would
1: know. not want to be yeah. responsible for that kind of pressure
3: yeah that would yeah. be a lot no. Like
0: I talked to uh, you know I had a conversation with Ian Hamilton on the show, and I was talking to him about how all that works. And there's just a lot to that. There's so much to it.
3: <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I said you're welcome. By well, the way,
0: well, it would have happened eventually. It would have happened eventually.
3: No, I, I know, no, I know, but I. I indicated
0: the nudge, but yeah, that would it would happen. Let's, eventually. Let's expedite the process, buddy. You did, you did, you did, you did yeah.
3: That was cool. That, it I, was.
0: It was really cool. Yeah.
3: But yeah. Well, you know, if you the old adage is you know if you're if you're not moving you're standing still, right? That's true.
0: And uh, yeah,
3: I think it's not saying you're not making your own moves, of course. But I thought you know, uh, I I thought I'd do that for you.
0: Yeah, it that went really well.
3: Definitely appreciated.
0: Yeah, it went it went super well. Uh, it was a great interview, even though there was a couple technical difficulties in that interview. It didn't. Even, I, I heard. It didn't even matter though. Like. <laughs> It was fine. Like, you know, we we picked it right back up each time, and you know, we talked a lot about some really cool things. We talked about how Game Accessibility Conference was, was developed and how that all that happens. And man, the, the the responsibilities you're talking about are the same responsibilities that Ian and Tara have. It's 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 insane mm-hmm. how they put that together, and they're they're not only putting it together, but they're building it year after year. It's just bigger and bigger in more places. I mean, it's just insane. But yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Marketing seems to have been my lifelong niche, I guess, you know, I, uh, growing up with the family, uh, yard business, you know, you're, you're dealing with a lot of these older uh generations and these, oh, excuse me, these old folks. So you kind of get a mentality of their, uh, uh, their generation and their customs from, from that time. Uh, and a lot of it is, you know, handshaking and all that stuff. So, you know, I've, um, I've acquired different, uh, demeanors to be able to deal with different people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I get you. I worked, I worked in customer service. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I I couldn't do that. Man. No way. Like I did it for 10 whatever. years. Oh, <sighs> for, for David, uh, uh, one of our uh, team members talks about, um, and this isn't again to get into politics, but he works for a call service and it's a political survey and he has to specifically say, or he has specifically talk about Trump and it's like, Oh God, I feel so sorry for you. He's like, yep, me too. Every day I want to blow my brains out. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so it's like, Breakdown I Wall's
1: wanna...
3: podcast does not condone
0: self harm. Right. right. <laughs> oh no, 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 no never mind. <laughs> 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 never mind. About... Okay. I... All right. I'm, I... I'm just going to not make the joke that I was about
3: to make. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I want to do
3: things that'll get me fired so quickly. I'm like, Oh, I would have been fired a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I call my, my thing is, is it's so enjoyable to do. Um, if, if you want to start doing yourselves, I would, I would be flattered. Um, I call people peasants and it's really (laughs) because people don't quite understand how badly I'm dissing them because now originally I, I called them that just because it's a great uh, placeholder for a swear. Uh, Because when you're fighting with somebody, you don't want to be like, Oh, you know, F you, you know, you're stupid, you're dumb. No, you're not accomplishing anything. Right. But when you calmly call them a peasant, they don't know what to do. The informal (laughs) definition of a peasant is somebody who is ignorant, rude and unsophisticated.
0: Well, nice. I, I don't I don't often find myself in a in a in a in a fight type situation. I'm generally well liked, but uh if if I am involved in a fight at some point I'll consider it. I'll at least consider it. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> but you know, well, especially since Brandon doesn't swear, so I
0: yeah, I don't. You ever notice
3: that? Mark, no, I noticed. Okay. But I've only
0: yeah.
1: heard Brandon swear like twice and both of those were for voice rules. Yep. So
0: that's right. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it for voiceover, but I won't do it for just, you know,
3: general conversation. I just don't. Yeah. um, Odd conversation we've got into, but I pick and, (laughs) I pick and choose my swearing. Uh, You know, I'm a very funny person. I'd like to think I am. I try to be, because, you know, I try to be very, you know, uplifting for people and, you know, inspirational and uh, sometimes I don't know if I'm doing my job, you know? Right. Uh, we talked about imposter syndrome. Uh, what was it? I think it, not this episode, but last, last week, you know, we talked about imposter syndrome and for those of, out there who don't know what that is, it is the feeling of, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. Uh, it's be, you know, it's being in. It's a lot more common
1: than it. people think.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's, it's for anything, you know, it's, am I really qualified to be here? And I was, you know, I was talking to my team, like, I I'm, mow I'm lawns for a living. I've done it for 20 years. What qualifications do I have? And unfortunately, uh, this country doesn't reward natural talent and recognize no. it. So you imposter syndrome is a very serious thing because unless you have like a degree or you went to school or something, you're not credited as much when somebody with natural talent to do something should be just yeah, as credited. I agree.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. That's uh that's a real thing. Uh I can kind of speak to that in 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 terms of, you know, when uh you know, fighting my way up through uh the call center that I worked at. Um people kept trying to ignore the fact that I was successfully fighting my way up. Like uh I I tried to get uh one of the higher positions in that call center uh, about 9 times over the course of my career, I tried to uh, let, you know, elevate myself to the assistant call center manager there and because they wanted me to stay in my little box um they kind of just ignored the fact that i was super ultra qualified for for the job that i was already doing some of the work that job required because people trusted me to do it <laughs> you know it just that's that's the way it is and it sucks
3: but now was that what do you think that was from do you think that was from uh your disability oh, it, or the fact was. that it you didn't okay Oh no! It's um, disability now. Uh, I apologize in advance, but that's fucked. I know, like that. Just it, it is. It, it oh, makes that's, me so mad. It, it, it,
0: it, that's it's like company. Oil. Brandon can tell you stories about that company. That company is a terrible company. It yeah. truly is. Oh. They they ride on their high horse because they did accommodate uh, blindness for you know to a, to a certain point, but at each and every turn, the blind were told, "Oh, you can do this and this, but you can't do this." You know, but but nevertheless,
3: ironic, ironically for a job that, well, I guess you'd have to do computer work, but ironically for a job, that's a call center that specifically requires a voice. Right. And pretty and pretty much nothing more. Right,
0: but it's, it's uh, <clears throat> there, there was uh, there was one project where they wouldn't let us even uh, take calls because they didn't care enough to make the software we would need to put tickets in for the calls accessible to us. It wasn't accessible. So instead of uh, instead of fixing that. They relegated us to uh, email response instead.
3: <laughs> so you know. Oh yes, yep. my god! You know another thing, and I went on a rant about this uh, uh, this last episode we did, which is by the title of episode thirty four is "Stop Shaming Dolphins." <laughs> um, it was we we're talking about um, uh, we we're talking about sexuality, and there was a, a politician recently, uh, Harris, that was accused of trading sexual favors for advancement and i can't remember what the comments were i'm sure there were quite a few that were uh, attacking her and i said okay here's my take why are we attacking her and not the good old boy system that forces these women to choose integrity over advancement uh, when they deserve both exactly yep yep no, not to mention why does our country choose to shame what is literally the most natural process on Earth, second to survival? Yep, yep. I think it. I think it's the fact that it's outside of procreation, and that's when we start talking about dolphins, who also like yeah, you know, yeah. that's true.
0: Uh, that's for uh, yeah, yeah. fun. So yeah. <laughs> oh man, they're one of the only the other species to... that does that. Yeah, I think they are. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think chimps also do. I think. I'm not sure.
3: Well, and apparently this groups of people with shame dolphins. <laughs> I did not know this. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Stupid stop, dolphins. Stop. <laughs> but they're so cute. Oh, my.
0: Well, so long. And thanks for all the fish.
3: Uh, <laughs> so- <laughs> nice reference. Yep. Uh, solving all the world problems. All in one episode. I there love it. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. Colored people, we've caught. We've colored sexuality. I think we've done a good job here yeah, today. It's,
0: it's, it's a pretty <laughs> wide gamut of this this may be the widest <laughs> scope in conversation we've had on this on this podcast. <laughs> I mean mostly we stick to games, but That's, not today, no. <laughs> Just everything. That's what happened. You invite me on. I'm like, hey look, balloon, <laughs> let's follow it. <laughs> That's kinda how Brennan and I are. Normally. We can be that so, way, yeah. yeah. We can definitely be that way. We we go on tangents all the time. If you listen to <laughs> our show, ever since he started co-hosting Tangent City, man, we can we can fill episodes we don't have a guest for Rails, the same amount of time as we did. Right. <laughs> time restrictions? What is
3: that? <laughs> Let's go as long as we
0: want. Yep.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we did, too. We were trying to, like, focus on time, and I said, screw it. We're going to end up around the two-hour mark anyway. So and we stay consistent to that. Yeah. So, I mean, I know there's people who don't want to listen to two hours of a podcast, but I'm sorry, but that's just how it happens, and that's how it kind of well, has to that's... be because otherwise we're straining ourselves, what you nice know?
0: Is, is a lot of podcast players will allow you to speed up uh, the show a little bit. So if you can understand faster speech, you can actually listen to a two-hour podcast in less than two hours. So that's
3: good. Yep. Is that why I keep hearing your computer in the background? Like,
0: (laughs) Jesus, because I grew up, you know, we read books this way. Yeah, we read books this way. I grew up, you know, as most blind people did, listening to synthesized speech and understanding, you know, learning how to understand it faster and faster because I had to use it, for instance, for, you know, quick note taking classes. You know, so we have to be able to understand it very quickly because we're trying to listen to our professor speak or our teacher speak, whatever you want to call them. And uh, and also write notes and maybe edit them, double check them at the same time. So we 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 need to understand very fast speech sometimes.
3: I should probably uh, speak on my part of advocacy for for a second before uh, before you let me off the hook. I don't know how long you're keeping me. I'll let a couple more um, for you. Okay, um, but uh, most actually don't know. Uh, even though I'm trying to start make it making it known because i feel it's it's important is i have high functioning autism specifically asperger's now you wouldn't know this because i act completely normal i don't know about um, normal sorry i yeah <laughs> right you know I, you know I maybe it's everybody else who's yeah. weird and i'm yeah, the one who's normal but uh you know speaking on the fast speech i mean you figured that's how i think i think so much faster than most people my brain processes so much more um in high school uh the first class we were taught uh we were taught chess. Um we in high school we had, had kind of a homeroom. Uh it was a um it wasn't a special ed program but it was some sort of program. Uh but um it was it was a homeroom classroom to help us get ahead before uh before we were released out into the wild in sophomore year. And, you know, we had stayed in a homeroom. We had three classes and P.E. at the end. But our first class was with Mr. Bain, and he taught us chess. He said, this is my first lesson. I'm absolutely going to teach you is chess. And um, I was so good at it, I was sort of arrogant <laughs> about it because I decimated everybody. I kept a score sheet. <laughs> you kept a score sheet little notebook that had all the names of my classmates that i played and i kept a score sheet now of course people got the best of me but i mean you figure i haven't played actually sat down played a good game of chess in many years because i just can't find people who either know how to play chess or know how to play it well (laughs) we'll put you up
0: against watson what i do then
3: (laughs) so but yeah uh I, it dawned on me recently: is you know we're talking about advocacy, you know, uh, you guys on the physical end, and you know we talk about people of color and uh, you know women and LGBT. And I don't know why I thought this, but like, oh wait, I technically have a, as the world would see it, a yeah. disability. Um, and I know uh, a lot of people. Uh, I actually looked into it. There's not a lot of autistic advocacy in the gaming no, industry. It really isn't. And it's like, why? Now, obviously, there doesn't need to be necessarily accessibility uh, like you guys because it's well, not a physical. No, hindrance. but there,
0: there, there are accessibility considerations now that are being made for cognitive impairments, um, autism being one. So, you know, it is, it is something that is picking up. It's, again, kind of like blindness. It's, it's, uh, it's a slow-moving train, but it's moving.
3: Yeah, I prob- I probably have to be one of, if maybe – this is very bold to say maybe the only advocate for autism in the industry because i don't hear noise from anywhere no, else you're not the only one so i didn't think i was but that's how quiet uh or how how little the pool is and if you happen to know anybody please send yeah, them my uh, way
0: terry ray uh, you know, covers autism in her in her uh, advocacy
3: groups um okay them. and i do i do know of. A- uh, I can't remember what she's a journalist of. I think Kotaku. I tried reaching out to uh, to her, but uh, I haven't gotten an email back. But uh, yeah, that's something I want to try and do is, uh, is, is pull these resources together um, because I think it's very important that somebody, whether you're, you know, low end, high end, you know, Asperger's uh, uh, down syndrome, you know, w- whatever you may be, I think it's important for those people to you know, like, you are an idol to blind people. People need somebody to look up to in the industry that ha- that they can empathize, but that they can relate to. Yeah. Completely agreed. And, and they can go, Oh my God, you know, if they can do it, why can't yeah, I? That's,
0: that's I? I actually want people to have that, that philosophy. I want people to look at what I do and say, Hey, that, that's a, that's a thing I'd like to get involved in. And, you know, Hopefully they do because we need the more the merrier. We need more people on this. So even
3: yeah, that's kind of
0: even among
1: like um, Uh, other blind people. Like uh, Brandon is the one that got me into Final Fantasy X.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've 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 literally basically sold uh, consoles. Because I've convinced other blind people to play games to try them out. Like I've sold consoles to people that hadn't played games in years.
3: I... Because your pictures right, box, right? right, that's why. <laughs> I was like,
0: look, <laughs> just look at this. Isn't it great? <laughs> well, look, look at this, even
2: <laughs> though no, you can't.
3: Look okay. at okay. <laughs> you to your co host, uh, I actually don't know too terribly much about you um because i actually don't think you were ever given a proper introduction oh, He's yeah he, he's the mighty uh, Sherlock, I, I call him he, he's he
0: goes back straight um,
3: right uh are you blind, blind as well yes. okay Yep. cool i just wanted to because uh obviously listening i might have skipped the episode where you were officially brought on and missed that part uh if you ever uh uh, did convey your disability, yeah, yeah. so I apologize. He was a guest you. on
0: episode nine. and became uh, a co-host in episode ten.
3: So, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really happy for you. Uh, you guys are uh, do very well yeah, together.
0: We we play off each other pretty well. I'd like to think.
3: Well, I think it's very important for people to have feedback. Um, we don't. It's really funny uh, because um, we have these immense amount of resources. Like I know journalists, I know game devs, I know, you know, this, that, and that I know so many people, but we don't, I don't think we really have that much of a listener base. If we do, I have no where I have no clue how to look for it. Cause like the data on anchor and stuff and other places doesn't really show much. I disagree. I think it shows, it shows we have,
0: it shows not only where well, people we, are, it shows what, what, uh, what podcast platforms people listen through. It shows where they're listening from, um, you know, you can see what locations in the world they're listening from. I, I I, have to disagree with you on that. I think Anchor shows you a lot of data.
3: No, I mean, it shows me the data, but I don't know how often it updates those numbers. If it does, if it updates often, then that's sad because we only have an audience of two.
0: <laughs> I think that that's based more on an estimate based on your
3: recent uh, arrival on Anchor. You know what I'm saying? See, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's what I mean is uh, – I, I don't know how often I know, I understand I see the data I see the the different the pie charts yeah. the bar yeah. charts the the the, yeah. <laughs> the everything yeah, charts. I think I think <laughs> they'll like
0: it a lot more once uh once you've gotten a you know few episodes on anchor under your belt and people start you know finding you there and um through the through the links that anchor provides. That's the thing too. If people are listening to your, your old uh feed, it's not going to come up on anchor. So you know it's 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 got to come up on everything anchor
3: creates for you right right yeah so but even then before that our 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 pool was still very small so but you know it doesn't discourage me i just keep on going because you know this is something i want to do and i actually would i like to get a even a decent listener base to give feedback so we can improve sure but i do enjoy working with you know my peers in the industry
0: yeah
3: just as much definitely
0: uh, well, actually, you covered one of my questions, which I was I was going to ask you about your autism because we are a uh, you know the breakdown walls movement. The whole idea is to break down the barriers between the disabled and non disabled communities in gaming and now pretty much everywhere i mean that's that's basically what we do
3: so, so that was, that was
0: I was going to cover that, but now we have covered that so
3: um, I. Well, one more thing on that, people like, people again will be like, "Well, you know, I have so much trouble, you know, and you seem so normal." Um, you know, I, I'm an empath, which, um, I think is a lot more recognized than, than people think, uh, I guess to scientifically put it, you, it's the, um, the attuned perception to, uh, those minute, uh, movements in, in somebody's, uh, posture or facial structure, whatever you can read somebody's emotions better. Um, so I have that, I have, you know, I have autism, I have anxiety, Uh, I struggle on a daily basis uh, even more so now that my mom's gone. uh, We've gone through a very difficult year. Uh, September prior, uh, we lost uh, one of my uh, many childhood uh, pets, uh, one of my grandmas, original three dachshunds. Uh, This year, she had to put the last one down. Um, My dad had to put his two dogs down because they were getting up there. So uh, our shop cat had got cancer, and we had to put her down. It's, uh, my, my, co- my cousin, uh, who I wasn't close with. He was only related to me by marriage, but my, uh, my uncle and my aunt raised him. So he was very close with them. And I had talked with him quite a bit. Um, he, uh, killed himself in May. Oh. Wow. So I'm not, I'm not going to say how obviously it was, out of respect, yeah. but definitely it, it, it was not, it was right, not yeah. good. Um, it involved a, it involved a firearm, um, so it's uh I'm sure there's I'm sure there's one other thing in there. I've had seven or eight losses this year it's and um you know just when yeah, just when we think we're ready to, you know, get back up again, life just kind of, you know, uh, punches us once more. So I I I do struggle on a daily basis. Um well, not not every day. Um like, you know, it's one of those things where you know how they say that, you know, oh, there's not a day goes by that I don't think of this person. That's true. That is absolutely 100% true. There's literally not a day gone by that I don't miss my mom. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get too emotional right now, but this is important. It's very important to uh, to talk about because there are other people who have also, uh, you know, they've been very best friends. They've been best friends with their parents and lost them um you know i know a lot of uh people um adam bankers lost his father uh, a year ago um uh kevin from 8 bit geek lost his mother uh God, there was there was somebody else um i can't remember but uh you know we we've talked we've all kind of talked about it um so we've kind of bonded a yeah. little bit that way in fact you know adam was uh making a post on twitter uh, a while back and you know I said well you know we'll we'll raise a glass to our parents. Um, I talk about my my mother and my family so much because uh going back to the autism thing that's how I am the way I am. Uh, they took the time to raise me right and um you know give me the help I needed. Uh, I did have professional help as a child, um, even though I absolutely hate therapists and counselors um, <laughs> but I think after you've been around them for so long and when you're as self aware as I am. Uh, it's like, you know, grief counselors don't seem appealing to me because in my th- in my head, uh, even though I know it's good to talk about my losses, um, what are they going to do? There's nothing right, they right. can do. You, you know, the answers you go, you go to a therapist to, to help reflect and help find the answers. Um, and even just to have somebody to talk to, and I recognize that and I respect that it's, it's not for me. Um, I have a hard time talking about it because I don't want to burden people. Because when you talk about it, again, what are they going to say? You know, you, you see the look yeah. in their eyes of, I want to say, but literally nothing I can say is going to help. So then it becomes awkward between, you know, both people. So I I go for a while, you know, and then I get bad weeks. This one was a bad week from all of the success we've had. Because as I say, with success comes the sting. Because, you know, she should have been here yes, to see yeah. it. Yeah. and the conversations uh we had before she passed was um uh she said i know you can do this i've always known you can do this so it, it's hard but you know because of my mom even because of my dad and of course because of my uh my grandma i actually don't have that that big of a family so you can only imagine it's pretty much immediate family is down to my wife uh my grandma and my dad and then of course you know going out, uh, my uncles and stuff, but they're, I'm not as close with them. Um, so, but no family, family really exactly. helps. Um, and of, of course, you know, a lot of the people along the way that have taught me good values and given me great advice. Uh, there was a, a, a guy who worked with us for uh, about seven years, uh, uh, Barry Warden. He actually used to be a fire chief, uh, down at the independent station. He was actually my dad's boss and my dad was a volunteer firefighter. So that was weird. <laughs> um, also, tra- the boss of somebody, well, not necessarily the boss, but the job leader of somebody who's like twice your age. Night, that was night. also bizarre. <laughs> but, you know, he was really into politics and uh, – or is really into politics. And, you know, he, he taught me things. He taught me how to, you know, keep a cool head and how to speak properly uh, about certain things regarding things like politics. So, you know, I – I never used to be very, uh, neutral and calm. I mean, I guess in a way I, I always kind of was, but I used to uh, have more of a temper, was more in control, like in my late teens and stuff. But that also kind of comes with, with the autism is having, if, having a hard time locking down right. your emotions. So um, I could probably go on, on and on, but uh, <laughs> I'm well, sure we're running well, short I think, on I time.
0: Think the, the, the primary point there is that you're conveying is that, you know, it's, it's real for everyone, no matter if you're high functioning or not, you know, the struggle is real, no matter what you're going through. Everyone, everyone struggles in life. So, you know.
3: Well, you know, quite frankly, you look around and there's not many people who are quote normal. I know they're there. I have seen people, but uh, especially these days, everybody has some sort of, you know, whether you have anxiety or depression or autism uh, you know, some people have it worse. They have PTSD, they have dementia, schizophrenia, uh, a lot of these are real problems. And, you know, when we talk about this, uh, to just get into this real quick, the subject of, uh, you know, uh, we all know what happened after uh, Trump said, blah, 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 violent video games cause violence, blah, blah, blah. It trickled downward. And that was a dark episode for me and yeah. Joshua. We never want to have to do that again because it was the Walmart thing. It was the SBN thing. They're yeah. doing this, they're doing it, they're pulling things. And it's like, no, stop yeah. it. Yeah. And then we're, and then when they talk about the mental illness side of it, I and I'm like, "Well, what are we talking about when we're talking about mental illness? Are we because if you're talking about schizophrenia and autism and stuff, no. <laughs> that is very much not the behavior of somebody who has uh no. those conditions. Those are more along the lines of people who are more reactive. You know, they um you know, you take something away from uh, like a, an autistic child, and they, depending on their, their spectrum, they react very aggressively in the moment, and that's it. When you're talking about shooting stuff, you're talking about somebody who is uh, methodical, uh, uh, sociopathic, sociopathic. Uh, these are tr- uh, a mass shooter is somebody who has traits of somebody who know, is well aware of what they're doing, but they have no yeah. empathy, or they don't so, and that's another thing that gets my my blood boiling is when uh, people lump all of us together in that right. one sphere. It's like no, we are not in the same sphere. Absolutely not. It's just you know, like
1: it's just like this whole Joker hysteria has been yeah, just yeah. bugging the crap out of yeah. me. It's ridiculous.
3: I. For, I was actually going to talk. I wanted to talk about that, but I wasn't. Uh, I uh, I wasn't sure if we'd have room for it. But um, I'm actually going to hopefully go see it tonight. I'm actually really excited because of the fact that people are saying it's so dark and disturbing. I'm just that kind of person. I get it. I get it. Uh, I, I, love, I love psychological thrills yeah, so like that. And I do. Uh, I mean, once I understand the movie, I, of course, I'll understand more of the conversation. But from a distance, I understand why some people who have mental illness. Uh, are concerned or or frustrated over what the movie is conveying um but a lot of it is of course people going well it's not a joker movie and i'm like uh everybody's going into this movie with the expectation that's going to be a dc movie a joker movie i'm going in with the expectation of it's going to be a psychological thriller bordering on psychological horror and that's what i'm going to expect
0: That's probably fair given but no, the, I totally
3: uh, the way they're kind
0: of marketing it in the way
3: that you know the things that I know about, I don't know
0: much about it, but you know it, it sounds like that's what it is to me
3: right, right, yeah, but no, I, I understand the frustration behind it. Um, in fact, uh, was uh, John Phipps, I believe is his name. We we're talking about him, the uh, the uh, marine who did the article in IGN about the white phosphorus. Um, I follow him on Twitter, and uh, you know he was talking about you know as somebody who has PTSD and stuff this is like frustrating to see. I don't like seeing this, um, how it's represented. And I said, you know, as somebody with high functioning autism, I'm actually very torn uh, because, uh, oh, well, it was a quote. It was a specific quote that uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix made in the movie. Um, and it was some, something along the lines of, you know, people uh, basically forcibly treating you like you're normal. Yeah. And I kind of empathize with that because they want to treat you like you're normal and not address your condition because they don't know how to deal with you any other way. Blind people get that too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie. Even somebody with a mental condition, uh, I go, I look at somebody, I try to interact with somebody who has a, uh, a more severe end of the spectrum. I don't know how to deal with that person. I'm not a professional, I'm not equipped and of course being autistic myself it's even harder i already have a hard time uh you know going out like i'm not a bar person you know i i always say hey let's go out to karaoke but unless it's a room full of people i personally know and can joke and have fun with it's very awkward it's very awkward to put myself out there like that so i do have my social anxieties um I do get weird around people I don't know sometimes because a lot of people are like, wow, you're really you know outgoing and, and extrovert and stuff. I'm an ambivert, meaning I'm both. Um, it sounds egotistical, but I have an easier time when the focus is on me, <laughs> when the attention is on me and I'm the one right. on the stage. Uh, it's just easier because that way I'm the one controlling right. the crowd versus being in the crowd and you know feeling like people are looking at you and judging you and, and all these things. Um, I actually, I do have uh, two sisters, uh, half sisters. I've only met them once back when I was 18. They are younger than me. Uh, they're both uh, uh, autistic. Um, one of them is nonverbal. Uh, I recognize that they're on a more severe end of the spectrum. I, I'm never going to have a relationship with them. Uh, not, for, not for lack of trying. It's just the connection right. isn't there. And sometimes that happens. So it's not, uh, I mean, somebody can, can shame me for that all they want, but also I'm not, I don't have an interest in that side of the family. I never have. Uh, I met them once when I was 18. I never met my biological father to me. Uh, the man who raised me is my father, you know, the old saying, you know, you don't, you, uh, you know, choosing right, your family yeah. and all that, but that you know, is yeah. my dad. So, but I, I did want to point that out. I do have uh, two half sisters who are, uh, who are autistic. I did uh, email, um, uh, Georgia, a couple, uh, years later, but that also kind of, kind of fell off. Um, I would, if they were to reach out to me, uh, obviously I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't turn them away. Um, I'd actually welcome them into the, into, uh, our community, uh, and be very interested in their lives. But as for actually trying to, Ooh, excuse me, uh, reach out to them. Uh, that's just not going to happen. Right. Um, in fact, uh, my biological father had messaged me. I have, uh, um, converse with him uh, a couple times over Facebook, and um, he he's definitely not like my dad. Um, he's a lot more... Um, oh, I don't want to say fruity, because that sounds bad. Um, flamboyant. Uh, flamboyant's <laughs> a good word. Um, you know, he's saying things like, oh, you know, we always loved you. You know, we uh, say your name in our prayers every night. And it's like, um, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I told him. I said, I... Because he's like, well, I understand if, you know, you don't like us or you hate us. I'm like, I don't know right. you. You don't like know me. Stranger, yeah. Nothing. Exactly. It's absolutely nothing personal. And I abs- I told him flat out. And, you know, uh, my, my mother and my grandmother were absolutely proud of my response. I can't be there for my sisters like they want me to be. I'm just – that's just – I'm not in that position. That's just not me. Uh, and I just – I want to be honest yeah. with them about that. And that was many years ago. So – all right, so I think
0: <laughs> I think uh, I think we've discussed a lot today. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't for right, part, part two. Right. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously though, um, I do appreciate you being on the on the podcast. And I, before before we go, um, I want to open up the floor. That there's our cat. Hey Bob. Hi hey, Bob. God. All right, so before we go, I want to <laughs> open up the floor to you and uh, ask you to tell the audience of this show where they can find more about the Game show Studios Network, about the, your podcast, everything like that.
3: Oh, good Lord. I forgot. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me go to the... Oh, wait. I am on the dock. Never mind. Oh, I'm actually looking at the... you going to get the official <laughs> version. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am going to give you the official uh, uh, doc of, uh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, as always, you can check us out on the network at we, Oh, on Twitter at we are GSN on our website at www.gamerfieldstudios.com. Uh, once again, I apologize. The website is in shambles because I'm not a computer whiz and we don't have a, uh, a webmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us uh, on YouTube under Gamerfield studios. We do have some, uh, we do have some, uh youtube presence not a whole lot we did some reactions for e3 which are still really fun to go back and and look at um if you like to talk or hang out you can find me on twitter at everyone's problem and on xbox at everyone's problem and both of those are with a zero and no e at the end hit me up and we can play something uh we also have a discord if you want to join that you can find it pinned to the top of our network twitter account uh you can you know dm me um like i said we have started uh a game uh, and um, if you have any sort of voice talent, ideas, coding, uh, writing skills, whatever, um, I'm so uh, happy that uh, that Tony and I um, uh, are on the same page about uh, about our how we want to treat the uh, the teams and that and the people that come in. And that is, is, you know, you don't really do you have an idea and right. you're useful right. you know? So um, I'm sure there's more, but that's, that's all good, I though. can that's think good. of at the that's moment. It's a good I... rundown. You, you, <laughs> we have the official rundown as if it was his show, <laughs> but no, it's good. It's all, it's all good. All right. Thank you. Sorry, my, Hold on. It's okay. Just my thoughts is um, when, when you come to me, don't expect professionalism. Not that I won't be professional. I very much believe – that quality content quality relationships come out of more personal like interactions no suit and tie no suitcases no stiff regiments of any sort uh i'm human treat me like i'm human yeah. please yeah. i think that's a that's a good note to end on all right
0: thank you again for being on the show uh it is appreciated the the partnership with Gamerfield studios is one that i am excited about i'm looking forward to see where it goes and uh yeah we'll keep in touch Of course.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Have a good one.
0: And that is going to do it for this very long, uh, (laughs) tangent-filled, overly aggressive episode of The Breakdown Really.
1: Probably really? Can. Would you would you expect anything different at this point?
0: P- pretty much at this point, just just expect every episode to be longer than we we ever It's just it's this is never going to be. We're never going to do a short episode. We can't. We just can't. <laughs> I if we have
1: an episode under an hour, I think it'd be a miracle.
0: Yeah. At this point, I think every episode since you've been a co-host has <laughs> been over an hour. <laughs> but some of them some of them just over an hour. But I think still it's yeah. been at least an hour every time. Yep. Because back when I was doing it alone, you have sometimes you have an hour with an interview but then you have your 45 minutes you have I think my shortest one is probably 37 minutes or something like that so you know but yeah to be
1: fair I think that was the one where you were uh, away
0: oh the, yeah the one yeah the yeah, that's the one I did on my own that's right that's the one I did when we were in Lexington yep so yeah so that's the thing anyway it was it was. Uh, I think it was a good episode though I, I really I, I don't the thing about our tangents is I love our tangents <laughs> Like no, I they're think, fun tangents. Yeah, I think I think they add to the show, so I'm I'm never going to discourage that. And uh, they feel,
1: at least to me, they feel kind of natural.
0: Yeah, they're just organic, it's just us talking about stuff they're like we would anyway. Because so. that's
1: just how our that's just how our conversations go anyway. Yeah. You guys, yeah, I don't know if you guys really understand. That's, that's just our conversations. It's... Yeah,
0: we are literally just talking to you. <laughs> that's all uh-huh. we're doing. Yep. Like we don't have a whole bunch of like papers. We're very not very
1: much very we're very much unscripted. We, we're very yeah. much like outline. Oh when I say outline, he makes the outline and I'm just kind of here.
0: Right, right. Well, I am only using this outline because it's the one I already made and I just felt like you know it's, it's important to stick to you know things people are used to in that sense. But yeah but then what you know we add on to that as we play off of each other and things come up and then we start talking about things that we weren't expecting to talk about and it works, I think. So I like yep. I like it. Yep. Anyway, it's fun. I'm, 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 look at this. I'm doing a tangent on the outro of the ah. show about tangents. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go.
0: That said, all right, let's, let's, let's uh, close this thing up. If you want to find out more, you can do so. Uh, Breakdown Walls crew, very easy to join. BreakdownWalls.net slash Discord. If you want to join us on the Breakdown Walls crew, we'd love to have you and we'd love to have your opinions. If you like uh, the episode, let us know. Uh, talk to us. Um, send us a message on our Discord server. Uh, suggest a community topic. I, I would like to bring back the community spotlight, but no one has suggested anything in, in weeks. I would like to do it though. I, I,
1: also, also, someone besides Tony make uh, someone
0: someone besides Tony a voice message. I mean, no, we're what? not we're
1: not banning you, Tony. From no, 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 we'll messages. never ban you.
0: We just need someone else to to do that. I mean, if if we if Tony does it and then someone else does it, we'll do both. It's yep. fine. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah. All right, so as far as uh, the podcast goes, you can also share the podcast easily with your friends by g- giving them the link slash podcast And you can find me on Twitter at superblindman, on Facebook at brand.l.cold.7, on YouTube and Twitch at superblindman as well. I'm just everywhere mostly most everywhere at superblindman except for Facebook. Uh, what about you, Stirlock?
1: I am pretty much everywhere as just Stirlock, S T I R L O C K, Twitch, Twitter and YouTube.
0: All right, all the all the Stirlocks got it. Yep. All right, all right. So that's gonna be our show. Thank you guys again for tuning in to this, another episode of the Breakdown Walls podcast. We'll see you next week. No big plans next week, as far as I know. I mean, if that changes, great. But I don't currently have a guest scheduled. That said, I don't think we need a guest every single week. But nah. um, we'll see what happens. But I'll see you guys next week for more Breakdown Walls gaming a goodness.
2: All right.